Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Show, 
You know, I, I tell you, I don't know what's going on with my crew this year. I can't get four guys any given night this this year for some reason. Everybody got lives and things to do. Now K-Star's running late. You know, people got, you know, things called jobs and stuff. You know, I, I don't know, man. The fans are in an uproar because the foursome of the Madden voice can't seem to get on the, on the show the same night. Last night, we didn't have this guy. EAFL Super Bowl one winner, the man with the Ph.D., Dr. Train, welcome back to the Madden Voice. Thank you, T. <laughs> I was here, but I did listen to last week's show, man. It was very, it was very entertaining. Uh, Little Big Brother Jay, for the reason, did a very good job, man. That was awesome. Yes, he did. And on that note, let's bring in the the uh, nickname Voice of Reason, the man who hosted the show last week. You know, had showed 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 some energy, showed some fire, and managed the ones and twos. Did a great job, and uh, you know, from Bristol, Connecticut, lives down in the ATL. Train calls him the voice of reason. I call him my younger brother, JB. Welcome back to the Madden Voice. Thank you, sir. Very good to be here. Very good to be back. And and Dr. Train, uh, even though you were missed, I do appreciate the kind words. Um, did not want to embarrass Absolutely. the last name, and obviously did not want to embarrass the name of the show. So um, had to bring the heat. You know what I mean? Hey, you did a good job, man. I think probably my favorite coming was just not before Halloween. I loved it. Ooh, yeah, quite a few of them, man. I tried to take notes and write them down so I could read them all. Oh my goodness. Oh, I was I was hot like a tamale. I was feeling I didn't even have any whiskey. <laughs> fun times, fun times. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just over here messing with this with this blog talk radio switchboard. You know, they change things up on me because they can. And um, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You like that? Like that. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. the doctor train. Dr. Train Dr. Train Dr. Train requested that. So that's 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 for the good doctor himself. So let's roll. Let's just jump right into it. Let's just let's just let's just dive right into uh some stuff that went on last week in the NFL. And um, you know, I, I wanted to you know, this is what always happens. I wanted to start well, you know what, what's what we're gonna do because he's not here, so he's gonna miss it. You know, he's gonna miss it. Um but uh I I wanted to start off by giving uh credit where credit is due. And um, you know, I, I, I have to say that um, you know now, Tony you guys can point the finger at him. You you can talk about the vacation, and if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost to the team. We lost to the team, man. So, you know, we're talking about that's my quarterback. Um, I'm really not talking about Romo or Castle. I want to talk about Cam Newton. I, I want to talk about Cam Newton. And, and, and K-Star is running late. 
Um, so unfortunately, he doesn't get me to hear me say this live. He can catch it back on the archive. He can catch it back on the replay. But, um, you know, um, my mind is beginning to come around on the skills of one Cam Newton. Now, I ain't going as far as some of the pundits are about MVP candidate and all that, and it, but but he is doing something that I have been saying needs to be done when you're a starting quarterback and a man of that talent, and that's win. And he, not only is he winning, he is the driving force behind why that team is 6-0. and And to go into Seattle and beat Seattle and then to go beat uh, a, a Philly team that just beat up on a giant team, um, you know, and and really not have on offense super weapons. I mean, they have some, they have some, they have some players, but they're not stacked mm-hmm. like like some teams are. Mm-hmm. And I have to give them credit. I have to say that right now, my, my he he has now. I said I said two weeks ago. I said, win a couple more games, you got my attention. Well, you know, the son of a gun went and won two more games. Guess what? He got my attention. (laughs) I am now paying attention to my quarterback. I'm paying attention to Cam Newton. I'm saying, well, damn, Cam. Well, damn, Cam. You know, I'm like, all right. Cam. You know, uh, Train, you can do it. You know, JB, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? I can do it. K Star, no, he can't. You know, it, 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 he just can't. Um, I, you know, I, I, I have to give credit where credit is due with Cam Newton. Train, what do you, what do you think with what's going on in Carolina? What do you think about Cam Newton? And is that a team that's got your attention? It does have my attention. Um, I know we asked a question like a couple of weeks ago. Um, which undefeated team back then, I think there were maybe seven or so, do we think was, you know, not, not legit, not in shoot any, you know, because, you know, you, you win a game, you win a game, and sometimes it's not pretty, but what it boils down to is can you finish? And they're finishing, uh, regardless of how it looks. And, and like you said, when you just said the statement, he don't have super weapons, he doesn't even have the weapons that Jay Cutler has around him. <laughs> Because right. <laughs> you know, Pro Bowl receiver. He has a Pro Bowl running back. Uh, Cam Newton doesn't have that. And he's, I mean, the, the defense, the defense is good. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Also helping to win games. And then Cam Newton is also getting it done on the offensive end when they need a score. And that's, I mean, yeah. Can't knock it. It's, it's it's fun to watch. It's good to see, and I'm I'm, I'm definitely uh, he turned out to be, you know, what he was expected to be, being the number one overall. Yeah, about time, but can they sustain yeah. it? Um, got a call three four seven area code three four seven. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How are you? Doing well. How are you tonight? Great. All right. Yo, doing well, doing well. So I had a I had a comment, and then I wanted to talk about my Pittsburgh Steelers, if that's okay. That's quite all right. All right. So just I wanted to just touch base on what you're talking about with the Panthers. Um, are the Panthers an elite team? I think their record right now, of course, is elite. When I look at the team overall, it's just I'm I'm still not sold on the wide receiving core in terms of taking them deep into the playoffs. So. I'm not quite ready to say elite team yet, but 
Cam Newton is absolutely an elite talent. This guy can do things on the football field with the combination of skills that we haven't seen in a long time. I mean, he's actually, to me, a more athletic Roethlisberger, if you will, in terms of being able to take off, in terms of being able to throw the football down the field. I mean, if they get this guy, as you were just saying, as one of you were just saying, if they get this guy any any more talented wide receiver, he's going to be he's going to be a problem. Um and he already is a problem because because of the talent he already has. I can't disagree with you. And you know, that was kind of my point is he doesn't have the supporting cast that some of the teams that are doing well has. He doesn't have an AJ Green. He doesn't have a Gronkowski. I mean, Olsen's good, but he ain't no Gronkowski. And um you know, to, to still be six and zero. Now, the first four games to me, I, you know, I I said show me more. Well, you know what? They went out into Seattle and beat Seattle. And say what you want. Seattle may not be the Seattle from the past two years, but they're still a formidable team. And in Philly, you know, I mean, we saw Philly spank up those Giants on Monday night uh, or Sunday night, and then and then you know they did a good job against Philly. And you know, again, say what you want, but Philly Philly can play some ball when all their cylinders are, are, are flowing. So you know, Cam's got my attention right now. Let's see if he can keep it, but he's got my attention right now. What do you guys say about your Steelers? Now this, now funny enough, since you ask about are the Panthers elite. Let's go to another undefeated team. I know it's my first time calling. Guys, I've been a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm telling you right now, do not trust the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, I said it. Don't do it. They will break your heart at the end. They will break your heart like the Cowboys. And you're going to talk about the Cowboys. The Bengals will break your heart. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now, Roethlisberger coming back from injury with the weapons we have, with Keith Butler coordinating the defense. The defense is going to be better towards the end of the season than it is even now. Do not trust the Bengals. You watch the division is still the Steelers. We're still we're still the champs. They got to take it from us. Watch what happens to them this week. I'm predicting the Steelers will get the win this Sunday. You know, K-Star, the host, isn't on right now. He'd probably want to reach through the phone and kiss you for that. Um, that's, 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 you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not get too excited. Let's not get too excited. Yeah, yeah that's, that's figuratively, of course. That's not literally. That's figuratively. Uh, you know, and I and and I and I, I picked the Steelers to win the division at the beginning of the year. Ben coming back is certainly big. Uh, you know, if you guys are on all your cylinders on offense, you you guys have a top offense. I'm just worried about your defense and your right, defense. Right, yeah. On up against right now, we are still in the regular season. You're right, Marvin Lewis, 12 years hasn't won a playoff game. You're right. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. A, I don't know if I'm gonna feel you on that. Break your heart like the Cowboy statement. But I'm gonna leave that alone for the moment. But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. It's, it's, here's here's why they break your heart though. The Bengals break your heart because I think a lot of people they don't watch the Bengals, so they get enamored with what they see on paper every year because they pick high in the draft and they've been able to accumulate some talent. But that, that team has a culture of losing that when the, when the screws get a little tight, they start to unravel, and you just watch. It, it, it's going to happen. Um, I, don't, I don't trust them yet. I need to see Andy Dalton do it consistently. Now, to my Steelers again, that's, the secondary is not terrible, but it's not elite. And, and, and they play a lot of zone coverage. You watch them against the Chiefs. Too passive. Um, they've had this problem over the years of being passive in the secondary. Will that come back to bite them? They're going to get a test because the Bengals do have talent at the wide receiver position. But I like our team against the Bengals. I think we know how to win. We know how to win against them. 
you 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 know how to win against them historically. Yes, you know this this Bengals team. I don't know if they've ever seen six and zero, bro. They ain't seen it under Marvin ha- Marvin Lewis, right. you know. And and you know, could the culture be changing? Some of that culture was under Carson Palmer, you know. Some yeah. of that culture, yeah. you know. Now now you got Andy Dalton in there. You got AJ Green playing well. I, I mean, this could be a different team is what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't know yet. But what happened? Let me just ask you this. This is the same thing I'm going to ask K-Star when he does get on the show. And what if you guys lose on Sunday to the Bengals? Does that change your mind? Or do you still feel like that's just one game? Well, here's what it is, Phil. For us right now, it looks like the AFC is pretty much already, you know, it decided with the six teams. I mean, this is for the division. If Pittsburgh can't step up and get a win at home, they're not getting the division this year, and we'll probably have to concede that. But we'll still be in the running for a fifth or sixth playoff spot, and that's what we have to play for. We've got to kind of find a way to beat out the Jets. Hopefully they falter a little bit. Hopefully San Diego and Miami continue to falter. Um, but I want to, we're going to find out if Pittsburgh is ready to defend that division title or if they will have to concede it to the Bengals. Here's the thing, though. You bring us up about Andy Dalton. Yes, I agree with you under that tradition of Carson Palmer. Problem is – as soon as Andy Dalton got there, he started the same tradition against Pittsburgh. Until last year, when Ike Taylor just couldn't really run anymore and couldn't really do anything, Ike Taylor has owned A.J. Green, and Andy Dalton has not played well against Pittsburgh. He finally was able to get a couple deep balls last year against Pittsburgh and play well, but then he still turned it over some. He has not solved Pittsburgh yet. Hey, could this be the year to do it? We'll see. He got to show me, though because he hasn't solved us yet, and I don't think he will on Sunday. Dr. Train, what do you think? Brother got a point, or do you think the Bengals are on their way? I think I think the uh, Steelers have a young defense, and that's the advantage Bengals, no matter how you look at it. Bengals' Robert Seward is definitely deep, and okay. Andy Dalton is not the same quarterback from last year. He's playing much better. Okay. Um, sometimes it takes, it takes a quarterback a while to turn the point, and it's ironic that he's – it looks like him and Cam Newton both got the same year are starting to turn the corner at the same time. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Uh, okay. That that's that's ironic that you see that though. So sometimes it takes players it takes players a while. The one thing that T's always said that honestly it's just true, the Bengals are a really good regular season team. Right. So true enough your statement to say don't trust them, yeah. As far as playoffs, yeah, we'll wait and see. But as far as regular season <laughs> <laughs> they're a different beat, and right now they're playing on all cylinders, and that's offense and defense and and teams and all of that. Uh, right now, so far, I give a slight edge to the Bengals. Uh, is young now because they've lost a lot of their, you know, a lot of their staples, a lot of their foundation players. But every defense has to go through that. Right. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, and and I'm, keep yeah. this in mind too. You go, you lose on Sunday. You go to four and four. Right. You know, that puts yeah. your four games in the loss column behind Cincinnati. Yeah. And your season's half over. You're yeah, 0-2 in the division. Division. Division's about done. You know, yeah. you might as well. You, you would be looking at and And you're still, you're still at 4-4 four four, sitting sitting in a nice spot for a wild card, though. Right. You, you, right. You're still sitting in a nice spot for a wild card. But, but you know, you're talking about going on the road and playing who? <laughs> you know right. who you're gonna go. You know what I mean, and and you really want to try to get a get the division and get that for, get that home game instead of going on the road and playing. I mean, who you're gonna play as a fifth or sixth seed? Um, so you know we'll see. 
I I did pick the Steelers to win the division at the beginning of the season, and I'm not I'm not going to do like these guys on first take and switch my switch my pick three or four times a year. I'm sticking with my pick. I'm picking your team to win the division. But let's see what happens on Sunday. Last thing, guys, if it becomes a shootout, if it becomes a shootout, which it could be because of the defense, and, and I'm still not totally sold on the Bengal defense. That pass rush has lightened up since last year. They didn't they haven't gotten a lot of sacks. But they do get some. They still got Geno. If it becomes a shootout, I'm going to go with the elite quarterback over the over the just starting to be good one, Ben Roethlisberger, top quarterback in this league. I will take my chances with him and our weapons against their weapons, and we can win in a shootout. When all, when all is equal, take the elite quarterback, and that's clearly Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger like historically <laughs> is the elite quarterback. This year, though, Andy Dalton doesn't have to take a backseat to Ben right now, the way he's playing this year. Historically, you're absolutely right. Ben's got two Super Bowls. You know, we, we've debated on this show many times where he fits with uh, the Breezes and the Mannings of the world. Um, but you can't knock what Dalton is doing this season. This season, Dalton is playing about as good as anybody outside of maybe Brady and uh, uh, Rodgers, you know, so. But let's see what happens. And then, uh, let me ask you a question before you run. Sure. Russ, Russ factor with Brady. I mean, I'm sorry, with Roethlisberger. None? Or will there be some, you know, four, what is it going to be, about four weeks he's been out? What do you think? You know what? There, here's the thing. There could be, and, and, I'll tell you why that is. A lot of that comes to, to Todd. Um, Todd Haley tends to – sometimes he gets very Brucey Arians. We called him Uncle Brucey because he was the crazy uncle in, in, in Pittsburgh when he called plays. And sometimes he wants to try to get it in chunks all the time and throw deep, yeah. which doesn't allow you to get into a rhythm. But if he lets Ben get into a rhythm, throw the short stuff, let that arm heat up, won't be as much of a problem. But if it gets into this thing where, like we were doing, we're throwing long on third downs, we're not, get, we're not creating consistency on third down and keeping Ben on the field, yeah, Russ could kind of could take in. But like I said, when, when, you're, when you're the caliber of player – of Ben, I think he could overcome that. I mean, there's a chance, but I don't. I, okay. I don't know if that's going to be a factor. Hey, hold on. I just saw a guy. He, he, you're going to want this. Hold on, brother. Uh, K Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Uh oh. Yo, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I had to bring you. I heard talk about the Steelers, and I hear uh, a voice that's not mine discussing the issue. What's going on? We have a caller who is a Steeler fan. I thought he was about to go, but I figured we'd grab him one more minute and sure, let y'all bond sure. for a minute or two because, you know, K-Star is usually on his own, Steeler this, Ben that, Martavius <laughs> Bryant, Antonio Bryant, you know, we got to hear it. Hey, you know, Le'Veon Bell, blah, blah, blah. And so now you've got a fan calls in, and K-Star, he says, the Bengals was going to break your heart. Don't believe in them. They're not elite. And he's saying the Steelers are going to win on Sunday, and the Steelers, after they win on Sunday, are going to go on a roll and take that division. K-Star, what are your thoughts on your brother from oh. another mother? Oh, well, then you don't need me on the show because I want to tell you the same thing anyway. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. I mean, he's right. Like, it is what it is. The Steelers run the AFC North. It is – I mean – I'll put it like this. The, the fact of the matter is the Steelers consistently beat these Andy Dalton-led Bengals teams. You know, these, these often overhyped Bengals teams. Who, Thank who, who you. I think it, who I think are very good this year. However, yes. here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. They, they still have the devil, the deal with the devil uh, on their shoulder, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the yeah. reason why we're, we're that is because they can't beat us when it matters most. And that has been the narrative 
And, you know, all the talent that they stockpiled, it's impressive. However, it took you like five or six names, T, before you even got to addressing me, and it's because I'm we're, we're name-dropping as Pittsburgh Steelers Nation for a reason, because we have those offensive players, because we do have a Ben Roethlisberger, we do have Le'Veon, Antonio Martavis. You know, we we are just as equipped as they are, but, you know, the, here's the thing. Oftentimes, we talk about head coach and quarterback. So, I think the comfort zone here, the bread and butter here, is Mike Tolland and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Do you believe in that, that duo, or do, you, or do you believe in the Marvin Lewis, Andy Dalton duo, which has gotten you all of zero playoff wins to this point over the past four years? You tell me. K-Star, you just said it, though. You just said it. And that's my problem. You just said it. I agree with everything you just said. It's regular season, though. It's regular season. So right now, I, 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 I don't know that I can believe in, in your coaching quarterback over Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton, particularly undefeated the way they played this year. Did you see the game against Seattle? <laughs> I did. That was, a, that was an impressive win. That was it an was impressive that, win that at home. That is not a game that I think last year or the previous years that that team wins. That was a That's very true. impressive come-from-behind win that opened my eyes and said, oh, Maybe this is a different year. Maybe Andy Dalton is serious this year. Maybe this team is tired of being the stepchild to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I agree. You're right. Everything you guys are saying is right on point. But, you know, things in life change. (laughs) And I'm just wondering if this week is going to be the week that things change. You know what, K-Store? I guess I might as well say it. Um, With with that Seahawks game, keep in mind – in terms of drinking the Kool-Aid, I like Russell Wilson. He needs to orchestrate from the pocket a few more years before we start talking top five. Same problem with Andrew Luck. He needs to stop turning the football over before we, before we say top five. The talent is there, but in terms of what he's been able to accomplish over his career, I guess I got to say it, Kesto. I know I'm about to get a whole bunch of no, and maybe this is blasphemous, but outside of Tom Brady, even the great Aaron Rodgers not taking him over number seven. Number seven is number two overall in my book. He's done it all. He's won it all. He's got two of them. His career is crazy. Yards per pass is in autogram range, just something ridiculous. The guy fastest to 100 wins. Only only Montana and a couple other people are ahead of him, just all-time pantheons. This guy is great, man. And as long as you got him and he shoot out, you got a chance. Eli Manning has two Super Bowl wins, too. That, right, don't compare he, Eli to Ben because the difference there is consistency, and Eli doesn't have that. So let's not compare apples to oranges because that's. Just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, listen. Hold, let me just let me just let me just say this. And by the way, I'm not sure who you are addressing that to. I'm Commish T. K Star is the Steelers. That was fan. you. That was you. I'm addressing that oh, to you. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So, so, I was so just, just I was just saying K Star is the Steeler fan, right? Steeler fan. Yeah, K Star is a Steeler fan. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm saying I just got to get into. I I, I got to say it to my to my Steeler brother. Yeah, absolutely. Let let me just well, say this though. Let me just say this, though. Brady and then Rodgers and then everybody else. To put anybody ahead of Brady. Uh, it's not anybody Rodgers else. It's sacrilegious. It's not anybody else. Brady, it's ben. Rodgers, and then everybody else, okay? It, it, no, it's not. It's not that, listen, Manning, listen, listen that's, that's wrong. That is not. That is not. A, no, listen. We have credibility in the show, and that is not meeting the criteria of the show because Ben Roethlisberger is clearly the number three. There is no way you can sit here and put any reasonable case over why anyone else should be over Ben Roethlisberger. It needs no. to stop. No. Aaron Rodgers. Wait, 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 wait. Aaron Rodgers not over Ben. Is that what you're trying those, to say? No, no, no. Those two. I'm saying those two are fine. What you said. But at, at the three spot, 
When you say everybody else, no, it's Ben, and then everybody else. There's a teardrop. Well, I didn't say that. What I, what I, you, you, the caller said Ben number two, and I just no, want to no, be clear. No, no. You can make an argument for Ben number three. I don't agree with that argument, but you can make that argument. Quite frankly, if you want to talk about passing records, the two quarterbacks that you need to talk about before Ben with passing records who both have a Super Bowl is Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. Okay? Both are um, not better than Ben Roethlisberger at this point in their careers, respectively. Yeah, no, they're not. Well, Peyton Manning is 39 years career. old. Right, right, exactly, exactly. 39 and, and, years old. And, oh, I'm right, sorry. You're, 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 bringing up the ghost, you're bringing up the ghost of Peyton Manning right now. And that's not okay. I mean, I know Halloween. I know it's Halloween season. Huh? But what's that's his, not who he is record? anymore. What's his record? It's 6-0 oh, no for now. Oh, okay. Based on the come defense, on. though. Based on the defense. Peyton. You still got to score more points than the other team. You still got to score more points than the other team. Come on now. Let's not be disrespectful. And I hate, I hate <laughs> just that a, word. No, 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 no. I would never, I would never be that word famous. But let's not be disrespectful. I would never Peyton. disrespect. I would never disrespect Pey- Peyton Manning. Never, never, never. But if we're talking right now in, in terms of their careers and where they're at, I'm going to take Ben Roethlisberger over Peyton Manning and over Drew Brees, who who has not played well, and even in the playoffs on the oh. road, has not been a guy that you can rely on and trust. I think he's a great quarterback in terms of his skill set. Now, let me be very clear, and let me say this. I am one of these guys, call me a homer, what have you, that when it comes to that conversation of the number two quarterback, I'll have that argument, Rodgers versus Roethlisberger, because I don't think it's as clear-cut as people like to make it. I, I do agree with that, by the way, because a lot of people just, just want to shoot it in. But the problem is they don't have a lot of information to shoot that in with because the data that supports Ben is actually greater than what supports Aaron. But you have the narrative that the media likes to generate and drive. That is the Aaron Rodgers train that just happens to make it. They frame it differently when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Slow down, slow down, slow down. (laughs) It's true. There's no media influence on the Madden voice. We are anti-media. Okay, we go by the eye test. I watch football. I watch all the games. I watch as many games. I devour, and I watch football. And when I say Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady with mobility, I mean that. Those guys are 1 and 1A. You can decide who's 1 and who's 1A. They are on a level. Tom Tom is better than Aaron Rodgers, who's at this point in his career overrated. I'm going to say it right now. He's overrated because the only – I'm going to say that. And the only reason why I say this is because we're, we're talking about if, if Brady is better than Rodgers. Like, Which he's not. What, no, no, he's what not. Support, he's not. What supports yeah. anything ever, yeah. ever not being yet. Rodgers over Brady? There's nothing. Nothing I'm suggests the, wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. I'm wait, tired wait. of it. You talk, you're talking career? Or are you talking playing I'm talking right about right now. now. I'm talking the last okay. three years. Whatever data you want to put oh, together, so you, Brady's so been better. Do? You make so you make a statement and then you define the terms of your statement. Is it career? Is it the last three years or is it this season? I can't follow it, you. It doesn't talk. matter. It doesn't what matter. Do what do you want to put up? Because Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench behind freaking Brett Favre for four years, so it does matter. It does matter. And Aaron Rodgers is thirty years old. It does matter. If we're talking playing right now and who's playing at a Brady. higher level, who's it's still playing Brady. at a higher level right now? I it's think it's Brady. very close. It's still Brady, but it's still Brady. And they're both it's still Brady. Oh, because Brady's Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? No, Aaron Rodgers is like 32 years old. He's like 32. I mean, he and yes, he sat behind Brett Favre for a little bit. He, he sat behind Brett Favre for a little bit. But when I look at the overall careers of both 
of both Roethlisberger and Rodgers. I think Roethlisberger is the more accomplished quarterback. Mm, boy, man, I mean, well, he you, is. Know, you, you know the good news is you got to drink Kool Aid with a buddy. You know, <laughs> got there and actually tried yeah. to convince. The I like this public. guy. Yeah, of course I mean, he's the do, more accomplished quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when we talk about winning and being accomplished, yeah, don't talk to me about no Andrew Luck, no Russell Wilson. No, Good quarterbacks, no, they got talent. No, no, no. They got to prove it. No, I, I, not, test, I can't have a franchise quarterback with Andrew Luck turns the football over like this. This is ridiculous. Like him, him getting on the field and turning the ball over like he has, he's got the talent to bring him back. But those type of mistakes, no, you can't be elite making those type of mistakes. He'll get there. What I, what, I don't, what, I, what I don't like, what I, what I don't like and, and what I hear is, you know, this 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 Ben Rothbard and Kool-Aid you guys are drinking, and you guys don't take any consideration, any consideration into his supporting cast versus the little guy's supporting cast. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to lose this one. You're going to lose this one real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're talking about a big Ben who really, uh, we're talking about the eye test, who I watched, Within his first couple of Super Bowls, he didn't really have to pass the ball. Oh, stop it! He was, that's not real. Played, that's not real. Behind, that's narrative. He played that's behind that's... an elite. He played behind an elite defense and a Preach. sick running game. Okay? We did not have a sick running game. Did. You know, he, we did not have a sick running game. Yeah, we had a okay. <laughs> you can say what okay. you want. Qual- Qualify that statement. To, he didn't have to. Quantify it. He didn't have. I don't have to.
second and he had, year and he, had, he, had, he threw eight them touchdowns in the NFL. No young quarterback and one interception. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Ben Roethlisberger like ben in Roethlisberger. in the eight and eight years in the in the two eight and eight years twelve eight and eight ter- not good years for Pittsburgh two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen in the red zone this dude Fruit threw twenty seven touchdowns and no interceptions. Is it twenty? Is it is it? Fruit punch Kool Aid or grape Kool Aid? Oh, that's narrative. When you hit him with the facts, K Star, they yeah, 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 they want they, they want to bring the narrative. It is what it is. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are like you guys are like them preachers in church that take scriptures out of context. <laughs> just roll with them. No, 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 that's you because you're trying you're trying that Ben and Eli. This idea, that, this idea that Ben Roethlisberger didn't throw in the beginning of his career is just ludicrous. It Not like he's misguided. He no, no, no. Let's, clar- let's clarify. Let's clarify the point, and let's stop taking things out of context. <laughs> Last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers had what for a defense? Garbage. Am I Awful. wrong, K-Star? Awful. That was terrible. It got better towards the end of the season, but still and, not and, great. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. And how much did Ben have to do? K-Star, you and I argued this all last year that you said Ben was a better quarterback than Romo because Ben had less to work with and had and had a very good what? year and therefore was a better quarterback than Romo, right? This is what you, we argued Margin, about last Margin, year. Now, are you trying to tell me that in those Super Bowl years – that they had the same level defense and Ben had to do just as much as he did last year? Is that what you're trying to say? Because what Trey no, is saying, what that's, not, that's not the discussion. That's not the well, discussion. That's, that but, right. but that's the point but, I made. But no, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, you're, so then you, Trey, are the one who is hedging because now you're saying, oh, all of a sudden workload matters. But here's the thing. The workload you're not taking into account is those three playoff games because that doesn't make your point, which is the one Super Bowl when she played bad because Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball and uh, Ken Wizard and Bruce Arians, they commanded Ben throw the ball against the Peyton Manning and the Colts, against uh, Carson Palmer and the Bengals, against Jake Plummer come and the Broncos. That yeah. was the, no, 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 not come on, nothing. That yeah, was the game plan. Exactly. He's a second-year player, player going plan. on the road doing something, Look at the doing numbers. something that teams have never done before. Like 2008, when the defense failed him in the Super Bowl, who orchestrated I'm, one of the greatest comebacks ever yeah. with a hurt Heinz Ward? And, and people know the Steelers' defense as being great, but we got shredded in the Super Bowl. Our defense got shredded in the Super Bowl. Now, now, if we want to shift gears, if we want to talk about – if we want to talk about a quarterback that has had a lot of talent but hasn't done anything with it, we can talk about Tony Romo. Still talking. Slow, slow. See, now you're going, you're going to bark up the wrong tree, and you're going to get your lunch if you keep dogging my Cowboys and Tony Romo because what Romo has done this season and last season, um, he's played at as high a level as any quarterback in the NFL, and that's why he was runner-up for NFL MVP last year. Okay, so you want to talk – Facts. He had a 69.9% completion rating and the highest quarterback rating in NFL last year. So let's previous to last year, yes, Romo had his ups and downs. He had his good and his bad. And I told everybody that it, we're going to see a new Romo, and K-Star didn't believe me. And we'll see, and we'll see, and we'll see. And I said, no, K-Star, this is a different Romo. And what happened? 12-4. and four. It's DeMarco Murray. It's DeMarco Murray. Really? 2-0 and oh this year before he got hurt. It's not without DeMarco. DeMarco. Without DeMarco Murray, that team does not go 12 and 4. 
Because Tony yeah. Romo will never pass the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. And how smart And how smart's doing in Philly? He's so so he's so awesome. The team needs him more than he needs the team. Or was it or was it a combination of a, a great running a and a great offensive line and a great system? Was it a combination? Absolutely. You can't right, get right. the mark. All the credit. I didn't give him all the credit last year. You cannot give DeMarco. If DeMarco Murray was that good, like Adrian Peterson is that damn good, you put Adrian Peterson on any team, you got 1,200 yards. Now, now, see, now, 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 you're, now you're drinking the Kool-Aid because we know that Dallas runs a different running system than Philly does. It's more suited in Dallas for DeMarco. He's got a great oh, wait offensive a minute, but line. Kelly, wait a minute. Chip, that's that's Chip what he's Kelly, saying, though. He went to get DeMarco Murray for that scheme, and DeMarco left to that scheme. So you can't now say, oh, the scheme doesn't fit. DeMarco went knowing exactly what No, 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 no. I'm not saying that the scheme doesn't. I'm not saying that it doesn't fit, but what I'm saying is he fits better in with Dallas. Of course he does. Right, absolutely. absolutely. So so having said that, are you trying to say you'd be 12-4 and four without that last year, without that guy running the football? It depends. You're asking a rhetorical question without saying who's running the football instead of DeMarco Murray. I don't know. Well, we who's running well, we the know fo- it's DeMarco we, Murray because I, we see we, now you can't do it as effectively without him. Well, I don't know. Darren McFadden just ran for 152 yards on Sunday. I know, but that's one game. Finally, we know. Gave, Let's see them do that three, four, five games like they rolled off last year. Made, but I agree. It was the first game they ditched the running back by committee and actually gave the running back the ball like Murray last year. And guess what happened? 152 yards on the ground. I don't know what's going to happen against Seattle, but I know the Giants had the second best uh, running uh, running defense in the NFL, and they gashed them. So let's okay. see the sixth best running defense in Seattle. I don't know what's going to happen in Dallas. I just know what did happen. All I'm saying is that team is 12-4 and four for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is a great offensive line and a good running game. Another reason is is Tony Romo matured and realized it's a four-quarter game. I don't have to do it all in one quarter. And the defense played a lot better. It was one of the worst defenses in history the year before, and that defense played a lot better last year. Now look at the defense this year. So what I'm saying to you is that the Cowboys ain't done just yet. And, it's, it, 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 and I, I'm not going to say a lot because at two and four, you don't get to talk a lot, but they're not done yet. But I want to, I want to wrap up the Ben conversation. Ben is a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Um, everybody can't, be, everybody, well, we'll see. Everybody can't be, well, the season ain't, his career ain't over yet. I mean, the only guy in the NFL right now that's a guaranteed Hall of Famer at quarterback to me is Tom Brady. After that, we'll see. Probably, but let's see. Let's see what happens the rest of his career. Probably, I would lean in that direction, but he ain't done playing. Let's see. My point is this. He's a great quarterback, but you can't, there's only elite is a, is a very thin line. It's only everyone can't be elite. You can't say that, that, that you can't have 32 starting quarterbacks and then say six of them are elite because by definition, elite is only a very small elite is the top, top, top tier. And if you guys took off your Ben glasses and, and, and looked at talent and what a quarterback can do under any adverse situation, would Ben be top 10? Absolutely. Would Ben be top five? Arguably, possibly. Oh Arguably, possibly. <laughs> Beyond that is, is, is Homerism. Beyond that. Oh, my God. You put him at, gonna, oh, my God, all you want. Yo, Ken, 
Yo, K-Star, K-Star, you know what's interesting about this? This whole argument. See, see, when you host the show, that means you get to keep talking. So So, my point is this. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, 1 and 1A. To disrespect Peyton Manning and everything that he's done in his career, but then want to look at what Ben Roethlisberger has done in his career, is just, it's just, it's disrespectful. It's just rude. And Drew Brees, the same thing. To disrespect what ben, he's ben done. Than Brees. I've been saying that for years. And, and, and Brees hasn't had, I mean, Marcus Colston, Lance Moore. I Jimmy mean, Graham. Jimmy Graham is good. But we know Jimmy Graham is soft. What superstar wide receivers has Drew Brees had in, 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 Come on, in man. New Orleans? Come on, man. None. Drew, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Super. Hold on, hold on. Drew Brees has won. He had an Antonio Brown. He had an Antonio I'm just saying. So he, he hasn't uh, had the superstars that some of the other quarterbacks have had, even even the superstars that Peyton Manning had. Peyton Manning has had some superstars. Drew Brees hasn't well, had a lot. He has, yeah. absolutely. So what I'm saying is when you make these statements, take the take the rose colored glasses off for a minute and look <laughs> and look unbiased at all the quarterbacks. Uh, great. You know. But put him ahead of these other quarterbacks because he's he does have two Super Bowls. But come on, guys. Like Eli, a lot of that has to do with the defense. Come on. I don't that, that, that's not true. We've we already talked about that. It's not true at true. all. It's not true know. at all. We got shredded, man. That the Sears Super Bowl got the Sears Super Bowl got the Cardinals. Everyone talked about how, how the Sears are a great defense. We got shredded in that Super Bowl by our defense. Our defense shredded. got absolutely demolished. And you know what's they funny? had to rely on Big Ben. When you take when you take his whole argument about Ben and apply it to Tony Romo, it fits perfectly. <laughs> it really does. It's like a guy that sure you can say top ten will never be a top five quarterback. Just never. And the time is running close on him. But when you look at a guy like Ben, who's done it throughout his career, it's amazing that we could say right now with the way the quarterbacks are playing now. He has not not done it throughout his – what is this throughout his career stuff that you guys keep coming up with? Because he has, Train. He won his (laughs) first year. He has not. His first year, his first year, he went 13-0 as a regular season starter. What do you mean? Under a ridiculous defense and a solid run game. You guys just disregard the other babbles around him and just be like, yeah, Big Ben's been the shit since he's been in the league. What the hell? Because he has yeah, been. You know what? Let me stop talking about this. This is a rollercoaster conversation. You guys are homers. Yeah, very much. No, we're not. Very I mean, much. No, we're not. You guys, the only reason why that's – hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The only reason why you said that train is because we're going to talk about workload. And, he, and Big Ben did not have to throw the whole ball a whole lot early in his career. And he didn't have those gaudy Drew Brees passing numbers that made you guys go cuckoo in the head. And now we're actually looking at the qualifying – actually looking at the play of the quarterback – and not that right, system. Your 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 brother from another mother talked about passing records. So yeah, and Ben has that too. The point wait, is, he has okay, everything. He has the whole package. He has the whole package. He has everything. He really does. Like he really. Does. I have not. I have not heard one young quarterback, not one, come into the NFL saying, "I want to be like Ben Roethlisberger." Not one. I've heard. I don't. Tom Brady. What does that? I've heard. What does that mean? Manning. Uh, you're, you're very you're, anecdotal. You're, so what you're saying is wait, 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 uh, wait, wait, wait. really, see, that's an argument. 
No, you. I'm sorry. Wasn't it you, Mr. Caller, who said the young quarterbacks are coming in pattern their game after Ben Roethlisberger? No, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said Ben Roethlisberger is, if you want to talk about early success, Ben is the blueprint. The Whether you want to pattern after him or not, he's the blueprint. The- like when you talk, when people come in and say, oh, he's young, should we start him young? That started with Ben Roethlisberger. It did. Really <laughs> that started with Ben Roethlisberger, who they put in there and went on to go 15-1. and one. That was unheard of. Six seed in the second year going to the Super Bowl, that had never been done before. I mean, this dude is doing things. Bill Parcells, the great Bill right. Parcells, he said Ben Roethlisberger was the best quarterback prospect he's seen come in the league in the past 10 years. Since Dan Marino. Since Dan Marino. Since Dan Marino. Before, before the Steelers Cowboys games played. Before the Steelers Cowboys games played. I remember that. Yeah. Of course, before he beat the Cowboys. Vinny Testaverde was one of the best passers he'd ever seen. I mean, he's a passer, not quarterback. We talked about yeah, that. Pa- exactly. Exactly. Jeff George had a live arm. Vinny Testaverde. So, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. hey, whatever. I mean, and, and this narrative, and this narrative that that Drew Brees, well, he didn't play with great. Drew Brees plays in a wide open offense. He's throwing it all over the field. You're and and to which your boy said, you're right. Ben didn't play in that style, but that's part of the reason why the Steelers have been a good organization because they haven't played in this wide open thing. Yes, they so ran what? it. He's the quarterback. So what? The defense, what? What is but that point? is a cute. My point is that has highlighted Drew Brees. You put Ben in a wide open because, offense like that. He, he has somebody like to throw to. It highlights Drew Brees because he's great. You're making my point. No, absolutely, absolutely. I'm right, but do, but let's not act like well, Drew Brees didn't have it. No, Drew Brees had a system that fit Drew Brees. If you take well, Drew Brees out just, of that system, maybe he doesn't that, throw for as many. And Ben doesn't have a system that fits Ben. Well, Ben is played in two different systems. Ben, ben. Ben's played in multiple systems. Yeah, Ben's played in many systems. I understand that. And we argued about Todd Haley, who came. I cannot believe. K-Star, you know, you you now, K-Star, have no credibility because we had this conversation about Todd Haley and how Todd Todd Haley handcuffed Ben in the beginning. And I warned you about Todd Haley because he came from Dallas. And I said, he ain't going to get it. And you said, I'm done with Todd Haley. And then Todd Haley finally woke up Uh. and realized, Oh, junk. I need to take the handcuffs off Ben and let him do what he does. And then, lo and behold, Ben becomes Ben again. So, yes, the system in Pittsburgh is for Ben because Todd Haley woke up and changed what he was doing. But when he got there, he did what he always does. He handcuffed Ben, Ben being the trooper that he is, played by the rules, did what Haley wanted him to do, and he wasn't Ben. Until Haley woke up and said, "Okay, he's still and played within the system." But Todd Haley yeah, also and he was he, horrible under the, the original expanded. system with Haley. He was horrible. You said it yourself. He wasn't horrible. He, 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 oh my God, J Star! You but said it yourself. I said it was an issue. It cost us winning games. See, you know how you you have you have you you got kids, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. You 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 get company. And kids start yeah. showing out. Start showing out. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah, that, 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 that's what it that's is. Because, see, the caller, and I appreciate his call, by the way. Thank you. But the, the caller, yeah, absolutely. The, the caller um, didn't have the, doesn't have the, the history of knowing all the things that K-Star had said previously that he's now trying to flip on. And, and this last one is amazing to me because this was a huge conversation we've had in the past about the offensive system and how Haley, Haley handcuffed uh, a big Yeah, it was, it, was, it was too rich right, initially. But, but, 
But my point is, is that the other gentleman who was on the phone, and again, thank, uh, thank him for the call. It was a great, great call. I hope you call in some more. We appreciate it. We're never going to always agree, but that's the love of football. I hope he calls in some more. But the point is, he said that uh, Drew Brees is in a system. Well, every quarterback is in a system. Every quarterback. Peyton Manning's in a system, right? We saw it in Indianapolis. He goes to, he goes to Denver, it's, it, and they change the system for Peyton Manning. Tom Brady's in a system. Roma, they're all in systems that, to highlight their skill sets and their talents. And, yes, Breeze in a wide-open system is very effective. My point was he ain't got no talent. He really has never had a superstar wide receiver. The closest is Jimmy Graham at tight end, and I, and I question whether you want to call Jimmy Graham a superstar. That's the closest he's had. And look at what he's done. Look at the productivity, including winning a Super Bowl. Look what he's done in that city, as opposed to Ben, who over the years has had quite a few Top five wide receivers on that team. He's had some talent. I'm not saying this is the difference between me and you, K-Star. I can say Ben is great. I can say it. I have no problem saying it. Ben is great. My, my, my challenge comes to where we put him on the list. And when the gentleman said number two, I, I can't do that. But, you know um, what, though, T? Like, here's the thing. And, and that's fine that you have that opinion, but these were – there were a lot of people that were saying the same thing he said in the offseason, and I was sharing these articles with you. Well, and, I heard three, I before. three. I saw three in the offseason. I saw a lot of people uh, saying three. I didn't see anybody putting him ahead of Aaron Rodgers or, or Ben. Uh, there, uh, there were some who had him at two. I mean, we, we can disagree. That's fine. But I, I'm just saying that, you know, it was there too. All right. Good call, good call, and, and 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 you know, as far as well, you know, while we're while we're on, and you missed you missed my love fest with Cam Newton. You, you missed it. Oh, no. You missed it. See, that's what you oh, get for man. being late. You know, you, you missed it. I actually, oh. gave Cam, I actually gave Cam some credit. Oh, man. I mean, you got to go back and listen to the archive. If I you will. The rest I will, it. and I, I will. Love, I, gave Cam, I gave Cam some credit. I gave. Go ahead, K-Star. Give us a Cam. Come on. Give us one. Cam. Oh, that's bad. Cam. Oh, that's I'm bad. I'm practicing. That's bad. JB, are you there? JB ain't said a word. JB. I'm here. I'm just listening to the banter back and forth. And I, I, for crying out loud, folks have completely missed the point with this whole Ben versus Aaron versus Drew and all that. You, you can't just base it on offense. You can't just base it on defense. And you can't just base it on special teams. It's all three facets of the game and your star players at the skill position. With Drew Brees, did he ever have a running game? I don't believe so. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he had Jimmy Graham. That's oh. pretty much it. When you go to Ben Roethlisberger, he had, he's got Le'Veon Bell right now. He had Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis at the end of his career. Jacket. Jerome Bettis was wearing the yellow jacket. He was a Hall of yeah. Famer. And he Come was on. With wait, the wait. Nope, nope. Maybe. Maybe. No, 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 no. Come on, dude. That was Jerome Bettis when he was retiring. Hey, 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 K-Star. K-Star. I got the mic right now. Yeah, let Jay. Jay sat quietly. There you go. Just listen. Big Ben had Heinz Ward, tough as nails, wide receiver I've ever seen, probably pound for pound, the toughest wide receiver out there. He had Jerome Bettis. He's got Le'Veon Bell. He had a defense unlike no other at the time. His defense that he had with the Steelers when he first started rivaled what the Seahawks defense had been prior to this year. And that can go down as an arguable statement, no doubt about it, because the Steelers are known for linebackers and they're known for pressure on the side. And they had James Harrison. They had, I can't remember the three linebackers they had, but those guys were tough. 
They had Troy Palomaro in the backfield, in the defensive backfield as well, manning all of that. So you can't say that Troy, or, or excuse me, that Big Ben wasn't surrounded by top tier talent because he was. You can't say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. He's got Eddie Lacy right now. Prior to Eddie Lacy, who did he have for a, a running back? He's got Jordy Nelson, who kind of came out of nowhere because when he first started, he was he was very much under the radar. It wasn't until I believe last year or maybe 2013 that he exploded onto the scene. He had James Jones for a couple years before he went off to the Vikings and the Raiders and all that stuff. So you can't compare that defense with Green Bay. What he's got AJ Hawk at one point. He has uh, Clay Matthews the Jr. and who else? He had uh, what's his name there? Uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember the cornerback name. Um, Charles, Charles Woodson, I believe. Yes. He was deep okay. as a VP one year when they won the Super Bowl. Right. One, one, exactly. Thank you for proving my point. So he has not had the stability from a superstar perspective at the specific skill set that I just mentioned from the offensive side and the defensive side. Big Ben has had that. That's why Big Ben has had success. Is Big Ben a great quarterback? I agree with Comiskey. Yes, he is. No doubt about it. But me personally, and this is my own opinion, I put him behind Aaron Rodgers. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the command of the offenses, when you look at what you have to work with, that's why I would put Aaron Rodgers ahead of Big Ben. That's no disrespect to Big Ben at all. That's just, as we all talk about, eye test, looking at what you have from talent, looking at what the numbers are and seeing how you are in situational circumstances. I still put Ben at three. You know, and I'll just add this, and I'll just add this. Ben has the career, two Super Bowls and all of that, playoff wins that Romo doesn't have. So when I talk Romo, I'm talking right now. When you talk careers, Romo's got a lot of stats. He's all-time leading quarterback in Cowboy history. But the lack of playoff wins hampers him. When you try to rank his career, no Super Bowls, two, three playoff wins. So it's hard. But the Romo that I've seen 2014 and 2015, I would put, frankly, the only quarterback, in my opinion, in my opinion, now this is just me talking, and and I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm being dead serious. Romo playing at that level, there's only one guy I put ahead of him, and it's Aaron Rodgers. I take him over Brady for mobility reasons. Brady is is exceptional, but that lack of mobility can be an issue. Rodgers has all that mobility and can throw on a dime like Brady. So, but as great as I think Romo is when he's on his game, I still got to give the edge to Aaron Rodgers. And I'm a I'm blue cut my arm, I'm going to bleed blue and silver, okay? And I think Tony last year and the little bit we saw this year is elite. I think he has finally figured it out. Late in his career, but he's figured it out. But that damn Aaron Rodgers, man, the guy just, he's unflappable. He just, he gets it done. And with, you know, I mean, let's let's talk about this season. Jordy Nelson, his top, top target goes down. They get James Jones, who just got cut by the Giants. I think it was the Giants. Got cut. Yep. Brought him in. Now, granted, he's familiar with the system, played with the Packers before. I get it. But really? He just got cut. He's on the couch. They bring him in. Look at what he's doing. You know, it's just he's that great that he makes everybody better. 
And I'm not saying Ben doesn't. I'm not saying Brady doesn't. I'm, not, I'm just saying for my money right now, with the league of pass rushers we have, you got to have some mobility back there. Even though Brady gets the ball out in 1.8 seconds or whatever, yeah, he still got knocked on his butt five times in the first half against the Cowboys. And if the Cowboys had any offense, that would have been a different game. It wasn't, say, la vie. Rodgers, in my book, is the, is the man because he can do everything on that field, everything. There's nothing he can't do. And if Romo's in his prime, you know, I mean, he's in his prime. If Romo's playing the way he's been playing, Romo, to me, is a very close second. Where does Ben fit in there? Ben is in that conversation now because Ben is he agile. He's mobile. Yeah, he's, Ben's mobile. Ben can throw on a dime. You know, ben, I mean, you know, and I think K-Star, no one says that Ben ain't great. You know, this guy, the caller, was shooting down Romo, dog, and Romo. Well, fine, dog him. You know, I'm not, I, I told you, I have a lot of respect for Ben. I think Ben is, you know, I would have taken him in Dallas back when he was drafted. We would have taken him. We didn't, but we freaking probably should have. I think Ben is great. But I do think that him, and the only reason I compare him to Eli, he's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. There's no doubt about it, hands down. The only comparison I made is they both benefited from having some pretty tremendous defenses. That, that was my only comparison. But Ben is a much better quarterback than Eli Manning. That, that, that's, that's not even a discussion. That's not even a discussion. So, anywho. Right. Anywho. All right. I, mean, um, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I thought the Romo, I, I didn't really know where Romo, Romo came in anyway. Um, I, I love that. because he started, do- he started dogging Romo. Way. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, for, I mean, from him. I'm not sure why Romo came in, but um, uh, because because people Romo, Romo because people love to hate the Cowboys. You know, well, he was uh, Romo, Romo uh, and talking about Demarco and all. That was a good example. That was a good example. And now, which they stopped that. I mean, look, I want I want to talk real quick. Get this off my chest. I wish folks would stop saying Demarco this and Demarco that. Listen, he had a great year last year because he fit the system that the Cowboys have, and he benefited from. Romo's quarterbacking skills. He does not have that same fit and same system in Philadelphia right now. Conversely, Romo hasn't played the entire season. He's only played the first two seasons. So you can't make a fair comparison of what would happen if this was this and that was that. I wish folks would just stop it. Romo played first two games undefeated. should tell you something there. But he hasn't played the last four. So we don't know. You can't compare apples to bananas. And that's what everybody's trying to do, and I'm sick of that. Stop it. You like that? You like that? <laughs> Courtesy of K-Star. Thank you, K-Star. I was able that's to get that that's downloaded. My favorite. Oh, I'm so glad. That's my favorite soundbite. Maybe ever. I'm using that. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm, using it, I'm, using, I'm using it for so many different things right now. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk Cowboys now a little bit. Uh, Cowboys had a disappointing loss to the Giants. Um, I'm going to go to JB first. JB, your takeaways from um, the Cowboy game against the Giants, good and bad, um, and um, your thoughts on the um, hype that's been put to the Des Bryant, Greg Hardy, sideline, disagreement, debacle call it what are, you, what are your thoughts on takeaways from the game and then uh greg hardy uh we'll start with the game uh it was nice to see them commit to one running back and 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 go with it and keep feeding and it looked a lot like it was number 29 back there uh, in this case it happened to be number 20 if you were to take away 
the 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 name and the the number on the back, you would think this was a DC to twelve months ago. So it was good to see that from the quarterback in play. Yeah, if you were to do the same thing, it looked like it was Brandon Reason when you look at it from a numbers perspective instead of Matt Castle. But the thing of it is, is this with Matt Castle versus Brandon Reason. With Brandon Reason, it looked like a team that was trying not to lose, opposed to Matt Castle. What I saw on Sunday, it looked like a team trying to win, prepared to win. They just shot themselves in the foot with stupid penalties. That's been the, been the MO with them over the last four or five weeks. Stupid penalties at crucial times, killing them. Lastly, you have to play a complete game. Like I said about 10 minutes ago, it's not just offense, it's not just defense, it's not just special teams. You have to win at all three facets of the game. And obviously that didn't happen. So that's something that they need to work on. As far as the whole Greg Hardy and, and Des Bryant thing, that's typical. But the problem that I have isn't that. The problem that I have is seeing him slap the hand uh, or slap the, the footboard out of the coach's hand. I'm sorry, you don't do that. That just You just don't do that, period, point blank. If you want to get into a heated discussion, teammates say that happens every day. Folks see it sometimes on TV. They catch it sometimes. They don't. I don't have a problem with that. They don't go knocking footballs out of the coach's hand. That I have a problem with. So hopefully that gets addressed. But overall, as a team, if they can just find a way to not shoot themselves in the foot, and play a, a full, complete game, 60 minutes. They look like a better team on the castle than they do on the Whedon. Granted, they'll be a much better team and look like a real team once Dez comes back, and even more so when Romo comes back. Okay. Train, I'm, I'm curious, you know, your thoughts on, on – um... And we have K Star back. He lost. We lost K Star for a minute, but he's back. I'm I'm curious your thoughts on the Greg Hardy situation. Fine. Uh, we'll train first, and then you, K Star. Um. You know, it's 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 hard to say. You know, that a player just. No, let me let me let me let me let me just make this this one thing that I did not like. Um, it's football, tensions rise, it's testosterone, whatever you want to call it, dudes get upset on the sideline. But when it comes to interaction, player to player, player to coaches, there's never a reason to disrespect a coach, whether he's another physician coach, head coach, whatever. He's a coach. He's the coach on the team. That's about the one thing that I did not like that I saw him do. Just don't disrespect the coach. Don't go slapping the clipboard out of coach. I don't care what's happening on the field. Don't disrespect a, a coach, anyone on your coaching staff. Outside of that, hey, I know players get heated and they do things, but, yeah, that's about where I draw the line. Okay. Okay, star yeah, I got to agree with the train. Honestly, I was confused why the hell he was in the special teams unit um, and addressing the coach, the special teams coach. Like I just I, That one I, I don't get still. But I definitely agree that whatever the issue was, whatever issue he interjected himself in, um, that part for sure uncalled for. I understand the emotions of the game running high, but, you know, you saw Des Bryant get after him. You saw multiple players get after him. I thought he was just kind of, 
honestly, his his behavior was a little confusing. It's just I you know I haven't seen that too often, so I don't really have much to say than that. It was abnormal and uh, it seemed pretty reckless and unwarranted. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come at it from a different angle, and then I'm gonna give my thoughts on the game, and we can move on. But um, I will agree that the taking the clipboard from the coach was unnecessary. Um, however, this is a guy who was out of football over a year, played one game last year and missed the whole year, came back, suspended for 10, cut to four, literally has been with the team now two games, three weeks, two games. He comes in the first game and records two and a half sacks. Comes in the second game, records a sack. So in two weeks, he has three and a half sacks. The intensity that it takes to play at that level after being out, Adrian Peterson, who is probably the greatest running back of this era at this time, Still needed a couple of games to get on track. This guy comes in. First game against the Patriots and brought it right off the, I mean, right out the gun. Got Tom Brady in the first series. Cracking. The intensity and the passion that it takes, we'll probably never be able to relate to, number one. Number two, because of all of his issues off the field, he came in with a very – he's only making about $800,000 a year base salary. Everything else is based on performance and incentives. He has to play, and then he gets incentives on hits and on sacks. I maybe hurries too, but definitely on quarterback hits and on sacks. So financially, he's got a reason to go out there. I mean, all the players do, but his contract is – very heavily incentive laden. So his passion to want to win and do well and be a significant part is probably something that the mere mortal could never relate to. And even the average athlete probably can't relate to only a Des Bryant or an athlete at that level could understand that, that passion, that fire. And so what happens is, this defense allowed 13 points. That's what they allowed, 13. Castle throws a pick six. There's a touchdown. They tie the game, and in the very next play, the former Cowboy comes down, Dwayne Harris, and something he never did for Dallas, runs it back 100 yards, wasn't even touched. Wasn't even touched. I got to tell you, I, I agree that it's wrong, you never put your hands on a clipboard, or I agree with that. I'm not saying, but you know what? I, more people on that sideline should have been mad. More of those people should have been pissed off. You just tied the game. You just tied it. And the very next play, you allowed him to kick off, and he's not even touched. This ain't Deion Sanders dancing around, going one direction, turning around, and going. No, this is Dwayne Harris, who had a seam, went up the middle, bam, to the right, and gone. Wasn't even touched. Why weren't more people reacting like Greg Hardy on the sideline? Pissed the fuck off. Now, 
we don't know what Greg Hardy said. I've read some websites that have implied that he said nothing derogatory or nothing wrong. And I don't know that because I haven't heard the audio. So we're judging a lot based on what we've seen and based on the clipboard. But I got to tell you something. If, if you know what? You're going to go out and get me two sacks a game? Yank every clipboard from every coach away you want when something goes bad. Yeah, I know. I'm being – I'm. I'm wrong. You're right, guys. Beat up on me for it. But you know what? This guy talks it, and he goes out there, and he backs it up. He gets out there, and they and they know he's coming. They know he's coming, and they can't stop him. They chip him. They double-team him, and he still they still can't stop him. That energy and that fire and that passion, I'm okay with it. And I think Garrett dealt with it. He said we talked to him. We told him that what he did, the timing and the approach was wrong, but we appreciate the passion. Jerry Jones says, I love the passion. We want to sign him to a long-term contract. And now the Cowboys are getting beaten up in the media because, because of it, because they're saying that it was just inappropriate and it was wrong. I am so sick of the media. I'm so anti-media. What, what are you going to do? Find the guy? Suspend the guy? He's passionate because they lost the game they should have won, and he wants to win. He wants to be a winner. And yes, he's young. He's got to learn a few things. It's okay. You want let, let's pull up some Tom Brady yelling at people on a sideline video, yelling at the coordinators, or Peyton Manning doing the same thing. It's all over the NFL. So, all of the people that want to come down and condemn Greg Hardy, and then to, to the, on, the, on the nerve of people to say, "Well, look at that temper. I wonder if that's the same temper that that lady saw, the one who filed the complaint." Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How far do you want to go with this thing? He, this is a professional football player playing the, the number one contact sport in the world. And you're going to tell me that he's supposed to go out there and be a pansy? Come on, man. Come on, man. I agree with the coach thing. Beyond that, it's overblown. It's too much hype. Let the man go play football and leave it alone. As far as the game goes, I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic because two of those interceptions were not on Castle. The, the air ball, yeah, that was him. The other two, wide receivers quit on the route. The pick six, very clear that Terrence Williams didn't cut back hard like he should have and quit on the route. And the same with the other pick. Um, the running game looked good. The defense held him to 13 points. Um, there's, there's a lot of positives. Leal Collins, an offensive line, you know, we didn't miss Ron Leary at all. Offensive line looked like the offensive line from last year. You know, in Castle's first game in 13 months, he wasn't perfect, but he, he got a couple of balls down the field, which is what you need. And, you know, yeah, we got to take care of the ball. Four turnovers in a game is too much. That damn, you know, Cole Beasley fumbling that punt, I mean, you know, it's sad. It's unfortunate. It, you know, would Dallas have came down and score? I don't know. But we never even got a chance because he fumbled the punt. You got to take care of the ball, Dallas. But as a fan and as an analyst, I'm very optimistic with what this team. And, and look at the standings. <laughs> Giants have three losses. Everyone else has four. So in the loss column, there's only one game separating that entire division. And this is after Dallas lost four in a row. I like our chances. I think we're okay. And look for Dez to play on Sunday. You heard it here first. My prediction. No one said it yet. I'm telling you. Des plays Sunday. Okay? All right. K-Star, we talked a lot about your team, but what I really want you to do um, 
is help us understand the loss to the Chiefs? Uh, <clears throat> well, playing away, playing at Arrowhead, uh, it was a tough environment to play in, but the turnovers is what cost us. Not that Landry Jones, who is, by the way, the Thurston quarterback of our team, um, he, it's not that he didn't play well, uh, but deflections certainly went against us. And what Kansas City was able to do is put together long drives, as teams often are able to do against us. Um, but later on in the game, they were able to convert into touchdowns, uh, which situationally the Sears defense has played really well in. To them, they don't break type of defense. And from our side of it, uh, we, we couldn't keep up that pace uh, through those turnovers. And that's pretty much the game in a vacuum. Uh, you know, Le'Veon had over 100 yards of 17 carries. Antonio Brown had over 100 yards, but it was those two turnovers really that uh, dug us in a hole. Do you feel optimistic about Ben's chances to play on Sunday? Yeah. Uh, Tomlin said he was going to play uh, uh, a few times already this week. And it's only Tuesday, so the fact that he's already stated that to be the case, and that Ben's preparing to be starter, and um, that you know he's going to be, they planned on keeping him out at Kansas City just so he could be fully healthy for this game. I mean, I question if it's really fully healthy, but mostly healthy, I guess, would probably be the better term. Uh, I feel like he's definitely going to play on Sunday against the Bengals. Okay. Okay. All right. Anybody have any burning issues they want to discuss before I move on? Because we spent a lot of time on some other stuff, and if anybody had anything burning they wanted to cover, now's the time. Going once. Going twice. Well, see, I actually, I, I actually had a thought that came to, came to me today. Um, Come on. They, they, they mentioned it. They mentioned Ray Rice when it came to um, Harden. I, I was – I can't remember if it was first take or or one of the other shows I was watching, but but what what hit me was like nobody has given Ray Rice a second chance like at all, and the only thing I can think of like everyone else that was either reported convicted or whatever had any altercation with domestic violence has gotten a, at least a second chance with the team. And the only thing that came to mind, the reason why Ray Rice hasn't, is because there's a video that shows exactly what he did. And I don't think anybody can get the sight of him hitting his now wife on the video. I mean, the actual, just seeing the video, I don't think anyone can get that out of their head because the dude has the talent. He's a talented running back. Do a threat. But he hasn't gotten a second chance at all. And it was baffling until I thought about it, man. That video really spoke a million words. And no one wants to wants to deal with that PR. If if there was video of Michael Vick in dogfighting, him being involved in dogfighting, he would not have been, came back to the NFL. Right. Um, right. Um what we see is different than what we imagine, and what we imagine we can forget. But when you see it, it's there forever. And in this 24-hour news cycle, I mean, that video was played over and over and over and over and over. And no matter how much he has apologized, no matter how much his wife has come out and said, 
you know, everything's okay. Um, no matter how much she's tried to defend him and he's showed remorse, I still picture him dragging her out of the elevator. Your fiance at the time, you're dragging her out of the elevator. And I have to admit, I'm a big believer in second chances. I just don't know how I would feel if I was in a locker room with this guy. You know, I have a mother. I have two daughters. And, I I, I mean, this is what we saw. It wasn't even – to me, that was worse than the whole her head hitting the rail thing. To me, okay, we can we can heat at a moment, heat at a moment. You got out of hand. It was wrong. It, you know, you got to go to therapy and counseling and, and all of that. But then when she was knocked unconscious, you showed no – there was no nothing. It was just, you know, there was nothing. That's the woman you ended up marrying, and, and your love for this woman had you just drag her out and leave her on the floor and just kind of stand there and go to your phone. I mean, it was just I, – I, I agree with you, Train. I agree with you. That video, no one wants to be bothered with that. No matter how – there's nothing he can say. Because just go back and look at that video and say, uh-huh, really? Explain that. <laughs> you know exactly. I agree. I think I think he was, and I do. I will say that there was a little bit of drop off at the end there. The, the last few games he played, uh, you know, last, you know, he he wasn't exactly at his peak. Um, but that said, with, with the lack of running backs we see around the league, where it's running back by committee anywhere because nobody can step up and and grab the reins. You're right. He should have had another chance. Talent wise, he should have had another chance. But I agree with you completely. I think that video just – there's no way to come back from that video. There's no way. It was just bad, um, you know. And it's unfortunate because I actually believe that he's sorry. I actually believe that he he now realizes the error in his ways. I just – I can't I can't get past that video myself, and I don't play pro football. I can't even imagine being a general manager, head coach, owner of a team or a potential teammate. I can't imagine it. So, yeah, that's a good point, Trey. Good point. All right. Let's go and do some power rankings. Um let's go with um <laughs> let's go with Dr. Train. <laughs> yes, yes, so you want to go to the bottom go top. <laughs> you like that? You like that? <laughs> Yes. However you want to do it, <laughs> just, just tell me which way you're going. All right. So at number five, Broncos. Bengals, okay. No, Broncos. Broncos never. Oh, Broncos. I'm sorry. The, the, the connection yep. broke up for a second there. Broncos sorry. at number sorry. five. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Number four, Superman himself. Cam Newton and the Panthers. Okay. Damn. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible, man. That's terrible. Number three, my arch nemesis, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Number two, Bengals. Number one, the Patriots. All right. 
still can't believe you got the Bengals so high, but all right. All right. Uh, JB, what you got for me? Uh, I think my top five is probably going to be very similar, if not exact, to last week. I'm going Broncos at number five. Number four, I'm putting the Panthers there. Number three. Hold on, hold on. See, I have to. I'm typing this, so you got to take a deep breath between your your go. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'll, I'll start from the beginning. Broncos at number five. Got I, it. I like the defense. Still not too sure about Peyton if he can get over the hump. Number four, I'm going to stick with the Panthers. I like what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a believer with them. Uh, number three, I'm taking the Bengals there. Uh, I know we talked about this is the regular season. Things are different in the playoffs. Well, this is why it's power rankings right now. And right now, I put them at number three. And number two and number one are the same as what they've been probably since the start of the season. Packers at number two and the Patriots at number one. Okay. Got it. K-Star. All right. I have the Broncos, number five. Okay. At at number four, I have the Panthers. And at number three, I have the the Packers. At number two, at number two, I still have Cincinnati, and at number one, I still have the New England Patriots. Okay. Okay. All right. I will give you my five, and then I will quickly do a cumulative rankings. Um, I hope you're sitting down, K-Star, for my five. Um, at number five, I have the Broncos. Number four, I have the Bengals. Number three, I have Cam. Oh, Cam. I said, show me something. He showed me something. Two games in a row. Got my attention, Mr. Newton. Uh, I have yet number three right now. Um, uh, Using a little bit of Dr. Train's logic, um, I think they would beat the Bengals. I'm not sure about the Broncos. But Peyton hasn't quite been Peyton, so that's why I go with the Panthers right now. Um, just just very impressed right now with them. Let's see how long they keep me there, but I'm very impressed with them. I got them at three. Um, two, Packers, one, Patriots. Um, so those are my top five. All right, so I'm doing a quick um, – that's very interesting. Okay. That's going to be that. And all right. Oh, that was easy. Okay. So the, the Madden <laughs> voice, the Madden voice rankings are as follows. Um, and it looks like JB's rankings are going to mirror the Madden voice rankings. So at number five, and all five teams are undefeated, so you really could make an argument in any direction because they're all undefeated. They're all 6-0, and so... You know, it is what it is. But number five, the Denver Broncos. Number four, the Carolina Panthers. And if and if and if uh uh K Star had came to my world, we might have had the Panthers at number three, but K Star, you know, has the Panthers at four. I had them at three, but it wasn't enough. Um so Panthers at four, Bengals at three, and then the Packers stay at two and the Patriots stay at one. So 
Now, I'm wondering real quick. Um, I haven't done this yet, but might as well do it real quick and see what the NFL par rankings are. I think my computer can pull them up pretty quickly here. NFL par rankings, here we go. I like it. I like it. And let's see what the NFL states. So the NFL has uh, uh, pretty much um, identical. We are identical to the NFL's par rankings. Broncos at five. Bengals at four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Broncos at five. Panthers at four. Bengals at three. Packers at two. Patriots at one. Um, so we 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 and our unofficial our own eye tests have done exactly what NFL.com has done with all their experts and giving you the same top five. So really, you don't even need to go to NFL.com anymore. You can come over to the Madden Voice, and we'll give you the top five because we, we, we do it just as good as they do it. Um, and actually, we do it quicker and better. Um, and by the way, if you're out there listening, uh, you may have heard our caller earlier. Be the next caller, 347-838-9525, 347-838-9525. You can go catch us on Twitter. It's at the Madden Voice. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com backslash the Madden Voice. Check us out. All right. Um, let's go to uh, anybody want to touch on anything fantasy football related? Uh, good game, JB. Yeah, that was a good morning. Uh, I was close, but um, I, I had one fatal flaw that, that got me in the end, but that's all right. I'm still trying to figure out how to get over the hump of losing Jamal Charles, so. I'm still in the hunt. I'm doing much better than last year. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um, me and Jay played. In one of the leagues we played head up, I actually got him this time. So I'm actually pretty pleased because in the other league, I, I, I snoozed on a player that didn't play. Uh, Hankerson didn't play. I didn't realize it had him in a lineup. And then Torrey Smith got completely shut down by Richard Sherman. Didn't get me a point, so I lost that game. Um, so. And I did not do DraftKings or FanDuel this weekend at all. I just didn't have the time. Um, K-Star, any FanDuel, DraftKings update of relevance? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, well, I did pretty well on the weekend. But it was kind of cool because I, um, humble brag, I guess, flipped $3 in DraftKings and made it 1000 in the one contest that I was in. And that was mainly because uh, it was over 50,000 people ended up finishing, I think, 12th. And um, that was mainly due to the three initial reasons of, of owning Ryan Tannehill, who was like 2% owned, who played out really well, you know, or the Texans played really bad, which I think is more of the latter than anything else. Um, not a lot of people owned Amari Cooper this past weekend, who was a really good football player. Uh so I think I think a lot of people just don't really believe in the Raiders or didn't before this past weekend, which is a mistake. And mm. uh, Mike Evans had a really good game too. So it, it was it was a lot of players that played really well who <clears throat> honestly uh, can't, were coming off the bye week. Which um, for everyone out there listening, I, I will say this, this is a pretty pretty I think good tip. Uh, players who are coming off the bye week when it comes to tournaments and DraftKings and then FanDuel, a lot of people forget about those guys. Uh, a lot of people are focused on the recent stuff this past week. And so guys who are talented, like the Mike Evans, Mark Coopers of the world, who were on buys the previous week, often have very low ownership ratings because of that. 
and that's kind of something you can take advantage of. So um, guys coming off the bye weeks, they usually play pretty well, and uh, that kind of propelled me there. All right. All right. Let's roll forward to some picks. Take a quick look at the points from last week. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Week seven. And um, this man continues to make the Usain, Usain Bolt move to try to catch us. He had a whopping 150 points last week. That would be Ali Quick. Led the group by far. Um, and as far as the four of us goes, J, JB was second at 100, and then me and Dr. Train, we were we were cellar dwellers at 80 points each. Um, so we did not have our typical solid week. We both stunk it up. Overall, Dr. Train is still ahead with 830 points after seven weeks. Um, for us four, I am still in second place with 790 points. Uh, JB would be in third place with 730, and uh, closing the gap now within 50 points of JB, Ali Quick at 680. He's 150 points behind Dr. Train and 110 behind me. Can he close the gap? Looking looking very good for him if he keeps doing what he did last week. Um, he may have this gap closed in like three weeks at that pace, but we'll see because I don't expect to have a bad week again. That said, let's make some picks. Everybody real ready? Quick, who, real, real quick, I was kind of curious. Who, it's Train wasn't on the show last week. Train, who let you down this week as far as uh, <clears throat> player or teams that you picked? <laughs> Everybody. 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 <laughs> Dude, I have to get uh, right, bro. Everybody. Yeah. I was just like... Well, Wow. It was okay. So who was the most surprising, I guess, is a better question. Um gosh. Um let me say this. I will give I'll give I'll give myself one pat on the back. I did pick the Saints over the Colts, just saying. All right, go ahead. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Um man, um it's hard to pinpoint one, dude, because a lot of people just didn't. One pick I changed at the last minute. I switched over to Tampa, Tampa Bay, and I shouldn't have. <laughs> but that ended up being actually a really good tipping game. You like that? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> right there. That was Perfect. probably... That would probably have to be the most surprise. <laughs> There's no way I would have picked Washington, man. <laughs> I well, ever, and this dude... This dude did it, so Kevin twenty four to nothing. Twenty four to nothing dude. and they blow the game. I feel mm-hmm. yeah, listen, I picked I picked Washington, but I feel like I just got super lucky. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I think I, I think I picked them too. You know, the problem yeah, is you got a lot of mediocre teams playing mediocre teams and you got games, you know, Buffalo and Jacksonville. You know, um um yeah. Did anybody catch any of that game doing it? It came on really early. No, man. No, I'm about, actually tired of these early games. We probably should talk about that. I hate these early well, games because I miss them. Well, actually, I caught some of that game. And just for pure football, it was a, it was a good game to watch. I mean, it really looked like E.J. Manuel was about to get cut, like in mid-game. It was like they was about to just cut. <laughs> like, dude, we, we can't. 
We can't have you be quarterback anymore. You clearly you're trying to throw this away. <laughs> you're sabotaging us. And uh, they turned it around, but lo and behold, Jaguars still had enough steam to pull out. So it ended up being a good game. It was actually pretty good to watch. I was watching it while I was getting ready for church, so. Yeah. But yeah. you told me yeah. no. You can't say no. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, T-, T had a self-pat in the back. I just want to give myself one real quick. I think I was the only one who picked the, the Raiders emphatically over the Chargers, and that was a good pick for the Raiders. That was a good, good. pick. That was, that was a good pick. Good pick. Love those guys. Um, yep, it was a good pick. Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't think they would do it, but they did. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's um. Let's go to this week's pick. Week eight. Week eight. Week week eight. We are pretty much about at the halfway point of the season already. Can you believe it? Week eight. Uh, the first uh, uh the first game in November, and everybody remember. Um, fall back, set your clocks back, Halloween night or Sunday morning, however you want to do it. Put your clocks back, grab an extra hour of sleep on the Madden Voice. And uh, as we go out of November, don't forget Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Get them tatas checked out, will you? Go ahead now. We want you around for a long time. All right. Miami, 3-3, three and three, Thursday night football, traveling to New England to play the Patriots. Now, now I'm going to ask, the question, but let's be clear. This is a little bit of a different team under Dan Campbell. Um, this guy went in and fired these boys up, okay? And um, I believe they were up 44 to nothing in that game, you know, so they're, they're fired up. Can they be fired enough, fired up enough to go into Foxborough? Now, if you want to talk about a definition of a trap game, and this is a team that really was pushed by them Jets. You know, don't snooze on them Jets. Them Jets look like they're going to be there at the end. Of, at the end, They ain't going anywhere. Um, but what about Miami? Uh, I'm just going to ask the general question. Does anybody have enough cojones to pick an upset in this game? You say it's in Foxborough? Yes. Yep. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So we're, all going, we're all going with the Patriots. 89% of the users on Yahoo also go with the Patriots. I think this is going to be a very good game, though. I think these guys are going to go in with no fear, reckless abandon. And I wish I had the clip of um, of Lawrence Taylor going in there like some wild dogs. You know, I think they're going to go in there and play hard. And um, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good Thursday night game to watch. Um, uh, a ho-hum, who cares game. Detroit, 1-6. Uh, I had a guy, you guys have to go to the Madden Voice Facebook page, and I got into a nice little discussion with a guy about um, the Cowboys and Kellen Moore, who's on the practice squad. Um, He might be on the active roster, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think he might be the number three quarterback on the active roster, or he's still on the practice squad. I'm not totally sure. Anyway, um, I'm curious JB's thought on this, but... Um, he, this guy's saying that, talking about how smart Kellen Moore is. He's winning quarterback and one of the most winning quarterbacks in college football history. Very smart quarterback, and he's saying after what he saw from Castle Dallas, you give him give him a chance. I say no, 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 and no. This guy played, you know, was on Detroit for three years, never started a game. wasn't good enough to unseat Matt Stafford. Comes to Dallas, gets signed to the practice squad. And as you all know, if you're signed to the practice squad, if you're going to go to the active roster, any other team can sign you off another practice squad to put you on the active roster. 
Nobody grabs him off the practice squad to put him in the active roster. Um, so, and Dallas says Scott Linehan, who was an NFL coach as offense coordinator. Jason Garrett, who was an NFL, I mean, I'm sorry, NFL quarterback. Jason Garrett, who was an NFL quarterback as a head coach. And Wade Wilson, who was an NFL quarterback as quarterback coach. And no one is saying that this guy is ready to start a pro football game yet. Yet this guy went back and forth. You can see it on Facebook with me. And then he said that he is. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. I have to I have to play my laugh clip because I can. And the outside chance that Tebow finds some magic. <laughs> <laughs> that is so evil, man. <laughs> yeah, I had to play my own laugh. <laughs> he said that this guy was a smarter quarterback than Peyton Manning. Hmm. What? Drinking that time <laughs> over. I said, whatever you're drinking, it must be good. I want some. <laughs> yes. Pass, pass that around, whatever it is. Then he said that the reason I bring this up now is he said, Matt Stafford's failure this year, a lot of it has to do with Kellen Moore not being on the sideline with a headset on. And that's why Stafford's playing so poorly this year. Jay, you're my college football guru. What are, you, what, what are your thoughts on Kellen Moore and all the stuff the, the, the fan is saying about him? You need to get the Mike Dicker and stop it clip because you really do. I mean, you think of Achilles Smith, you think of Tim Couch, you think of Matt Leiner. When What you do in college does not always equate to what you do in the pros. Preach. Point blank. And the discussion. I don't want to hear anything about what they did in college. Talk about uh, what Gino Toretta down in Miami. What did he do? Uh, let's let's make it a little bit earlier. Vince Young. What has he done when he got into the pros? So please stop with the comparisons of going from college to pro and all. Oh, you're going to be great. There's only so many Andrew Lux that come out. There's only only so many uh, Joe Montana that come out. There's only so many. Uh, Philip Rivers, when he was at NC State, put up big numbers. There's only so many of those folks that come out where college success then equates to pro success. So, in the words of Mike Baker, stop it. All right. There you go. All right. Detroit 1 and 6 at Kansas City 2 and 5. Dr. Train, what do you think? Uh, I'm sorry. Well, the two that I heard Kansas City, I didn't hear the first team. Detroit, one and six at Kansas City, two and five. Oh, man. Detroit just fired their offensive coordinator. So I guess that may be a good time. Um, but I can't, I, I can't roll with a one and 16. Uh, oh, right now I'm at the go with Kansas City. Okay. K Star? Yeah, I, I'm going with uh, Kansas City as well. Um, you know, they're at Arrowhead. That's a tough place to play. And Detroit, defensively, has not been very good. Okay. JB? I'm going to go out on them and take Detroit because they're playing over in, in England. And who knows what can happen over there, uh, evidence of what we saw with the Jags and the Bills. I'm going to take Detroit. All right. I'm going to go with Chiefs for the same reason K-Star did. Arrowhead's a tough place to play. And um, you guys know I don't really – I've never believed in Detroit. And, you know, um, uh, so far my words are true. 
You can't say they're playing in London. They're playing, they're playing in London. They're playing in London. It's a 9.30. Oh, I'm sorry. That's correct. It's a 9.30 a.m. game. They're playing in London. All right, I'm still. Oh. Yeah, neutral field, I'm still going to take. Uh, yeah, I'm, I didn't even notice that, so you're right. 9.30 game on Fox, Good London. Call. Good catch. Yep. Yeah, I'm still going to Kansas City. Yeah, I'll, I'll go right now. Consider the team, by the way, <laughs> whatever. Neutral field, of course, but, yeah. Um Anybody pick? So we got three Kansas Cities, one Detroit. Any change? No. Nah. All right, let's move on. Um, this should be an interesting game. Giants four and three at the Saints three and four. Saints riding a two-game winning streak. Uh, JB, what do you think? This is going to be an interesting game to say the least because the Saints finally look like they're doing something. Um, Giants obviously had a good win against the boys, but. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints in this one, uh, and it's reluctant, but I'm going to go with them. I think they may be actually starting to get their mojo together, trying to make a run and starting for the second half of the season. So I'm going to go with the Saints. Dr. Train. Saints against who again? The Giants. Who? Giants just. Uh, yeah, Giants has got that win. It's time for them to get their up and down roller coaster, so it's time for them to go down. So <laughs> that's how I'm riding them. Win one, lose one. So I'm going to go with New Orleans on this one. <laughs> okay. K Star? Hmm. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the Saints at home. Uh, tough place to play. Playing pretty well, I believe that's a three uh, three game win streak. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go with New Orleans. I like them here. Isn't that amazing that three weeks ago I was laughed at for picking the Saints to win, and now everybody's picking the Saints. Ain't that funny? Ain't that funny how that happens? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Saints. I want them to win, and I need them to win. Um, so. Um, but I think they're on a roll. I think they're finding their groove, as I as I said, Drew Brees. And, and, and this is what I'm talking about when you talk about a Drew Brees. He's got nothing to work with over there, but he's finding a way to get it done. Um, so good good for him. All right, Arizona's traveling to Cleveland. Um, anybody, anybody got enough cojones to pick Cleveland in that game? Step up. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go on a line limb here, although I, I don't know. I guess this one could go either way. San Francisco's traveling to St. Louis to pick the Rams. Um, oh, yeah, and let me go back. I apologize, guys. Uh, Chiefs 71% over the Lions as far as users go. Uh, Saints 57%. Uh, over the Giants, so that's actually a very close uh, kind of a pick 'em, almost a pick 'em. And uh, Cardinals, ninety-five percent, pretty obvious. Um, I, I would even say that anybody picking the Forty ers to go into St. Louis and win. Let's move on. Eighty-seven percent agree with the Madden Voice Rams <laughs> over the Forty ers Anybody picking the Bucks to go in and beat the Falcons in Atlanta? 
Let's move on. 96% agree with the Madden voice that the Falcons will um, go to 7-1 and one and take out the Buccaneers. Uh, now we have an interesting game, and we're going to start with Dr. Train. The Minnesota Vikings travel to play the Monsters of the Midway. Minnesota at 4-2, and two, Chicago at 2-4. and four. Dr. Train, who you got and why? Um, well, I'm gonna take my Bears coming off the bye. Um, and we, I know we like to throw stats around here and there. John Fox has passed has passed eight 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 games uh, off the bye. He's 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 won. So you can you can count that as a plus. Two, I think the team is uh uh the team is getting they're starting to play better the more they play together. I'm not calling Jay Cutler elite, but he's definitely playing better than he was last season. So that's that, that's a glimmer of hope. I'm a little um, after seeing Stephen Diggs <laughs> this past week. That makes me nervous because I, I I've seen our secondary allow speed speedy receivers get by. So that's that that makes me nervous. Besides the fact that they do have Adrian Peterson and um um. Quarterback Bridgewater, he 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 plays okay. So I'm looking for Fangio to come up with something against him. But offensively, I think we're I think we're good. But we're at home, coming off the bye. I have no reason to pick against my team, so I take Chicago. Okay, K Star. Yeah, um, tough one. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Chicago. What? I'm shocked myself. Damn. I mean, listen. I mean, Minnesota's played well, relatively, but they have the warts for sure. Uh, defensively, they've been. Kind of- <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't help uh, it, man. You picked you picked Chicago. You picked Chicago. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, Minnesota lately has been a nosebleed, um, which is kind of surprising to me, but they have been. <clears throat> and you know, Chicago went off the bye week. Now from Jeffrey, a little bit healthier. Uh, Jay Keller, a little bit healthier. Matt Forte, still the same, really productive running back. And it's at Chicago, so we we'll go Chicago. JB. Yeah, maybe this would be the the week where I lose some traction, but I'm I'm still sticking with the Vikings. Uh, Adrian Peterson is still doing his thing. Stephon Diggs has been a pleasant surprise as a rookie, and looks like he's developed a good rapport with Bridgewater. Uh, I just don't trust the Bears, even though they are playing better than they had in recent weeks. Uh, this will be a very good game to watch. I hope, uh, Train. I hope you get to watch it. I actually hope I get to watch it too. I doubt it because I don't think it's going to play here, but. It's going to be a good game. I could probably teach you a few things. Okay. Um, I'm going with the Bears at home off the bye. Um, They need this game. It's a division game. Um, You know, uh, the Lions aren't really going to pose a threat, but – you know the Bears, as as I look at their record, what's disturbing is 
Um, you know, they're 0 and 2 in the division and 0 and 4 in the conference at 2 and 4. Um, that's yeah. that's rough. That's rough. You know, the 2 and 4, you can you can you, you're still in the running at 2 and 4. But that 0 and 2 in the division and 0 and 4 in the conference is tough. This is this is a game they need badly. Because to go to 0 and 3 and 0 and 5 and 2 and 5, I'm not saying your season's done. But the fat lady is she's she's eating a hamburger. <laughs> you know, she's getting ready. Yeah, man, she's warming up. So y'all need this game. You know, sometimes when a team needs a game that bad, they fit, they find a way. So, um, you know, this browser I use sometimes is a pain in my butt. Let me tell you. All right. Um. Yeah, it's just uh, you guys. You know, one of these days, there's a way to stream the show live. Um, where I could actually have a camera on me the whole show, and I haven't taken advantage of that yet. But I may do that. I may do that one week, just for ha-has. You know, I can be like Rush Limbaugh and shit. You know, because that's what he does. And people look at that ugly old fat dude for three hours. They could look at me for a couple of hours. Just saying. All right. K Star, Bengals yeah. at the Steelers. Bengals uh, really at. The, the 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 Steelers. This is so easy as it is obnoxious for everyone else listening. Philly um, <clears throat> is Pittsburgh. I mean, at home, it doesn't matter what we're playing, fucking honestly. But uh, Ben Roethlisberger is back. Big Ben is back. The big tower. And um, listen, the offensive weapons. It's gonna be a great show because Cleveland has. I'm sorry, Cincinnati has a terrific skill set of players, both offensively and defensively. They've been clicking. But this is that pressure point game. This is where, you know, the stakes are a little bit higher than they are even against the Seahawks at home. This is in Pittsburgh. This is where the division's on the line. Um, it's certainly a big part of it. And I'm going to go with Pittsburgh all day, as you know. And Cleveland, or I'm sorry, again, Cincinnati is very uh, mediocre against the run. Looking at it, it around four and a half or 4.8 yards per carry. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, anyone? Yeah. Put him in your DFS lineups this weekend. Let's go. We're going to unleash hell here. There you go. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here. Okay. There you go. That's what. That's his prediction. He's going with the Steelers. JB, who you got? You know what? I'm I'm also going to go with the Steelers, too, in this one for a couple of reasons. I think Ben's return will be a, a, a positive factor on the Steelers' victory. I also think that although the Bengals are playing well and they're not the Bengals of old, if, if there's a statement game to be made by by the Bengals, this would be statement game number two because they had that win against the Seahawks. I think going into Pittsburgh and being able to get a win here would really put them over the top. I just don't see it. Even though I I want to, I just don't see it. I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay. Uh, Dr. Train. Just because I like controversy. Going with the Bengals. Bad part about it, I wanted to be a shootout because I might start Big Ben this week, my fantasy football league. But as far as a better team, I still like the Bengals. Good luck, though. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with the Bengals after all that damn. You don't, y'all you didn't hurt me off. 
You turned me off. All that Kool-Aid being shared, grape Kool-Aid, cherry Kool-Aid, yellow Kool-Aid, yellow and black Kool-Aid, honey-flavored, beef-flavored Kool-Aid. I don't even know what the hell y'all was drinking. But you turned me off. You, you, you did. You irritated me. You think after all of that that I'm going to come on here and pick and pick the damn Steelers? And I know you're going to pick the Seahawks anyway. So, so, so there's no way I'm picking the Steelers. I'm going with the Bengals. It's the regular season. If it was the playoffs, I'd pick the Steelers. But it's the regular season. I am picking the Bengals. And you know what? I want to see the Bengals win. I want to see the Steelers go to 4-4 four and four and see them have to fight and claw their way back to get into the playoffs and, and go and get in a wild card. I want to see that. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. It's regular season. They're going to go into Pittsburgh. And, you know, Ben's, Ben's, Ben's going to be a little tentative. He ain't played in a month. And, um, you know, these guys are on a roll. And I'm going I'm going with Bengals. That's Man, right. Man, you've been That's with right us. There. Listen, you've been with us all season to week eight at this point. And you're telling me because we had a friendly black and gold block party here, me and Wiz Khalifa, let's call him that because I don't know who that yeah. was. It be me and Pollen. Be Pollen. There. Me, me and B. Pollen were black and yellow, and then all of a sudden you want to go Halloween colors on us and go black and orange? Yeah, man, I, I can't do it, man. You, you, he dogged Romo, man. He dogged Romo. I don't even know how Romo I, came I mean, into this. I didn't he dog dogged Romo. Romo wasn't even part of the conversation. And he went and brought Romo up, and I'm then I'm going to pick the Steelers? Nah, I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. Um, he did dog Romo. He did dog Romo. 80% picked the Vikings. I didn't say that. Uh, over the Bears. And 70% are picking the Bengals over the Steelers. Maybe they didn't get the memo that Big Ben was, Big ben was playing. Or maybe the fact that the Bengals have one of the top offenses in the league going up against the Steelers' mediocre defense is um, what people are focused on. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. 70%? 70% on Yahoo. Unbelievable. Undefeated. Unbelievable. Undefeated Cincinnati Bengals to beat their division rival Pittsburgh Steelers. And the return of the legend himself, Ben Roethlisberger. Right, Jay? Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to all the Yahoo. To all the Yahoo people out there, y'all acting, y'all, y'all, y'all acting like Yahoo. Seventy percent, unbelievable. Seventy percent. I can't deal. I can't deal with it. Okay. So I got, now I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. All right. Chargers two and five at the Ravens one and six. Um, poor Ravens, poor, poor, poor Baltimore. I got to tell you, he reported in. He, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. He reported in. Y'all lost. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first on this one cause I can, and I'm going with the Ravens. Ravens have been in every game this year and they're just, they're just not lucky this year, but Harbaugh is going to have these boys fighting and they're home and, I, 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 I like Phillip Rivers as the better quarterback of the two, in my opinion, but I'm going with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens. K-Star, who you got? Um, you know, I'm two. I'm going with the Ravens, actually. Uh, man, San Diego, they're just – they're a team with a bad offensive line and bad run defense, which means mostly when they play in games, their other team controls the pace of the game. And Baltimore still has Justin Forsett. Uh, and and Mr. Yonda himself at right guard. So uh, I think Flacco and at home he plays better anyway. I like Baltimore to win this game. 
And, yeah, the Chargers are overrated. Dr. Train. Ravens. JV. You know, the Ravens showed me something last night against the Cardinals, even though I had picked the Cardinals to win. You know, they, they came within uh, an eyelash of being able to tie that game up at the end. Chargers going across country. It's a 1 o'clock game. Ravens at home. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. Unanimous. Okay. Yahoo. Yeah, that's surprising to me that everyone picks everyone picked the Ravens in this group. I'm a little surprised by that. Yahoo, 59% picked the Chargers. So there you have it. 59% picked the Chargers. All right, Tennessee, 1-5 at Houston, 2-5. The Ryan Malletless Houston. He gets cut. He misses the flight. He misses the meeting, blah, blah, blah. He's all done. And I'm sorry. And, and for Cowboy Nation who's saying, do you want to take a look at Ryan Mallet? Um, hell and no. Thank you very much. All right, back to your regularly scheduled broadcast. Um, same thing to those Bears fans thinking the same thing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, hell and no. Okay, uh, JB, who you got in this one? Uh, yeah, that that whole thing. Maybe I should have touched on that earlier because that's disappointing. Ryan Mallett had the probably the premier opportunity to take the reins of the franchise and run with it. Uh, you think under the tutelage of Brady, he would take that opportunity down in Houston, and he he failed. He just simply put, he failed. Um, but nevertheless. I'm going to take the Titans in this one. Um, it's really a battle of futility again. Is Mariota playing? Uh, go. Is who playing? Mariota. Mariota. Yeah, questionable. Yeah, questionable. Um, reminds me of Kerry Collins. I don't know about you guys, but when I see him throw and I see how he looks, I just I think about Kerry Collins. Um, but that really has nothing to do with the outcome of this game. I think Houston just simply put with with. Um, uh, what you would call it? Um, I can see his face. I can't say his name. The running back, he's hurt, blew out his Achilles. You've got Arian Foster. Thank you. I just couldn't say it was on the tip of my tongue. He's out. you got Alfred Blue trying to fill in. Uh, you know, J.J. Watt can't do both sides of the ball, and he's the best player, but it seems like he's the only player. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans. Okay, Star. This is a game I will not be watching. I'll put that out there. It's really on every spectacular level a brutal game. Um, Jesus. Uh, yeah. So, with that said, I'm going to go to Houston, mainly because they're at home and because J.J. Watt has a grudge against Zach Mettenberger, who probably, I guess, is playing. I don't know. But I don't know if you guys remember the selfie he took before the game, and apparently that pissed off J.J. Watt. And I'm gonna side with a J. I'm gonna, I'm gonna side personally with a pistol J. J. Watt rather than side with anyone with the Tennessee Titans because they have zero identity. So yeah, Houston. Okay, Dr. Train. Well, I'm gonna roll with the Texans, man. The Titans will probably piss me off and win because every time I, I can't ever pick when they're gonna do anything. So, but I'm still gonna go with the Texans. I'm done with the Texans. I was very impressed with in Hard Knocks, and they've come out and done absolutely positively nothing. Absolutely positively nothing. I'm done with you. Going with Tennessee. Um, and, and, and let me also add in real quick, too. Um, let me take back a little bit of what I said. 
It's not just J.J. Watt. I got to tip my hat off to DeAndre Hopkins. That boy's a beast on, on the white out. He's been playing phenomenal. I got to tip yep. my cap to him. Yep. I, I, I got to yeah, give credit, credit too. Hardest thing in the world in professional sports, in any level of sports, is to be so productive on a losing team. See, see Barry Sanders and ask him about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jets. This is good. This one here is going to be pretty good. Jets at four and two, at the Raiders three and three. The Raiders. Oh, Let's man. go with K Star and see uh, what you think. I love the Raiders. Clearly. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, bro. Um. Oh. So, so while I love the Raiders. That Jets team's really good. <laughs> and um I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with New York just because for me I see Amari Cooper as great as he is, you know, he's not being Revis yet in his career. And I just like how the, the Jets match up and you know, the Jets actually surprisingly have a really productive offense this year. You wouldn't think so with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they've been really, really efficient. And uh I like Marshall uh Brandon Marshall to have a big uh game this week so yeah him and Chris Ivory I'm gonna go with some, or, uh, the Jets okay uh, Dr. Train T.S. Jets 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 but it will be a good game <clears throat> yeah it's gonna be close okay um, uh, J.B. Yeah, I, I love the Dakar to Cooper connection. I love the Tavius Murray back there doing things. Uh, I just don't love the team as a whole. I like the Jets in this one. They played the Pats tough. I think they're going to take that momentum into uh, into the Bay Area and, and pull out a win. All right, I think it's unanimous. The Jets uh, have some fans. They played good against New England, even in the loss, and uh, that, that team's going to be there down the stretch. They are a complete team. Um, and Ryan Fitzjack, Fitzpatrick being reunited with Chan Gailey has really sparked that offense along with Chris Ivory and Brandon Marshall. Um, I, I, like, I, I, I like them. I think the Raiders are a year away from being formidable. They're getting there, but I think they need another year. Um, by the way, just as an NFL note, Herschel Walker, former NFL great um is asking for Dan Snyder to send RG3 to the Cowboys. This was announced by CBS Sports. Um, why? <laughs> yeah, why? You know, can, I, can I just remind everybody that Herschel Walker, while he wasn't NFL great, also did some MMA, and clearly he was hitting the head one too many times to be suggesting this. Um, he also had a little personality disorder where he claimed to have like split personality or some sort of um, so I don't know which Herschel is suggesting this, but I would tell them all, hell and no. Um, don't want RG3. Don't want him at all. I just There's nothing. And, you know, Jay, you talked about first-round draft picks and, and top picks that, that were busts. You know, Jamarcus Russell's one that comes to mind. And uh, RG3, that's a big one, yep. And and this guy that's here, at, Mr. I'm holding a clipboard, and I'm the number three quarterback after being a Heisman Trophy winner and rookie of the year. Um, yeah. 
the, the, the Jamarcus Russell one is probably the biggest one. The only thing I will say in RG3's defense is at least he did something his first year. Because everybody yeah. else that I named and, and Jamarcus Russell, they had they'd done nothing. Absolutely yeah, but, nothing. Yeah, well, Vince Young Vince Young had a couple of good years, too. You mentioned Vince Young, but he actually he actually had a couple of good years, too. So, um, you know, in all, in all fairness. So, um, yeah, I can do that one. I yeah, can do that well, one. But, you know, but, so I, I, oh, gosh, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell, yeah, I mean, that, that just, that's just, you know. Um, no, we don't want RG3 in Dallas. I, I, I know he's a Texas boy, um, but no, absolutely not. He's just too fragile, um, and he just would not be a fit. No, don't want him, no. Guy's holding a clipboard now, okay? That's what he's doing. And he's due $16 million next year. I don't think he's going to be in the NFL next year at that price. He may get a job, but he's going to have to take a huge pay cut. Huge. All right. Speaking of the Cowboys, Seattle Seahawks, 3-4, and four, coming to AT&T Stadium to play the Dallas Cowboys, who have lost four straight. Have absolutely no chance to win this game, clearly, after losing four straight, playing against a team that's been to two Super Bowls. Oh, but Dallas did beat them in Seattle last year. Anyway, JB, who you got? Well, obviously, I'm going to put on the homer hat and go with the Cowboys. you got a four-game skid. You need this win to, to have a fighting chance to win the division and, again, to get into the playoff picture. Uh, we know that the Seattle Seahawks team is not the same team of last year. They're still a good team, formidable defense. Russell Wilson can still make plays, but they're not the same team as last year. So I go out on them because I know Yahoo and the other members of this cast are going to say otherwise, but I'm going to put the homer hat on and go with my Cowboys. Okay. Um, Dr. Train. No Romo, no Dez, no Bueno, Seahawks. Okay. K-Star? No, train, train simplifies it, but really it is that simple. I mean, if this were Romo and Dez, honestly, I would go with Dallas, but it's not Romo and Dez. It's Castle and Williams. And and, and then, then let me say this so as so y'all don't. Don't think I'm just picking willy-nilly. Uh, T, I totally agree with y'all. Seeing the Cowboys, like, without Romo and Dez, it's it's like, damn. All they need is their two boys back. And this will be one of the most dangerous teams in the league. Because the defense no, the team. Greg Hardy is he's doing, he's exactly... What y'all expect him to be within and with all the other pieces around? He is. We thought you need he some was. other dudes to help finish games because at some point the defense gives in. And, and trust me, I have a history of good defenses that they played they play 50, 55 minutes. It's that five minutes that's the killer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we've got, as predicted, two Seahawks and one Cowboy. Um, I really only have one thing to say. How about them Cowboys? Um, listen. Um, 
Oh, and I'm sorry, the last game, Jets 73% over the Raiders. Um, Dez might play. I have went on record earlier on the show and said, I expect Dez Bryant to be on that field Sunday at 425 in AT&T Stadium with, with, with 88 on his back and on that field ready to play. There will be no Romo. He's on IR, destined to return. He cannot come back until November 22nd against the Dolphins. So no, that's it. He's out. Uh, we saw McFadden run like Murray. I think JB said that earlier. I completely agree. Uh, Collins is in an offensive line. Dallas had the ball 38 minutes against the Giants. Against a run D on paper. A run D that's better than Seattle on paper. And they had the ball for 38 minutes, had over 200 yards rushing, and had over 460 yards of total offense. This is a team without Dez and without uh, Romo and without Murray, for that matter. Um, if you want to compare last year's team to this year's team, they still had over 460 yards of total offense in New York. Castle is not the long-term solution, but he's serviceable because he will get the ball downfield. We saw Bryce Butler return, get deep. We saw Witten. We saw Williams. We saw Devin Street make an Antonio Brown tap, super, a la Super Bowl, I think, 43, if my memory serves me right, uh, toe tap and catch at the back of the end zone. Watch both touchdowns. They look almost identical. Um, I think the Dallas defense held the Giants to 13 points. You take away the pick six and the kickoff return, and it's a different game. I know you can't do that, but I'm looking at how well the defense played. They're playing as well. as In this game, they're playing as well as any team in the league right now, in, in the last two games, if you ask me. Um, the, the Patriots game, they lost some steam because the offense did nothing. In this game, the offense did perform. Special teams got away from them. One pick six, you lose the game. I don't anticipate Castle. I'm not saying he's not going to throw a pick. I don't anticipate another pick six. And I sure don't think that they're going to give up a kickoff return or a punt return. Um, it is not the same Seattle team. They don't strike. Not, not, after, not after Greg Hardy's coaching them. Not after Greg Hardy's coaching. The special teams. Oh, special teams ha ha! Funny, you got, you got, you got, you 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 got jokes. Greg Hardy, coach of the special teams, you got jokes. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> just moving right along. Here. Just, you know. Hey, see, that's why you're the best, bro. Yeah, I, you know, I just don't really even understand why you're even talking right now. But anyway, um, <laughs> whoa, you know, no, 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 you you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead, ask your question. You don't want me to go much further. My point is this. Um, on paper, without Romo Rodriguez, you give Dallas no chance. And this is one of those games I think that they, they know they need. They need it desperately. And they're going to come out and they're going to beat Seattle. They're going to beat Seattle. Without Romo and Dez, if you take away, if, if you look at the four losses, you're up um, by two touchdowns on Atlanta. You're up against um, the Saints. You give up an 80-yard touchdown in overtime to lose. You're up against the Giants. And you were in the game in the first half against the Patriots. Second half without offense fell apart. So 
they're right there battling and fighting, and Seattle's three and four for a reason. Come on, man. Let's 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 not pretend that this is the same team from the last two years. Dallas gonna go in and win this game. They're gonna go to three and four, and we're gonna see the Giants lose and four wins and and, and, and you know four losses. All teams gonna have at least four, and Dallas is right back in. So mark my words, Dallas wins this game. Book it. All right. Uh, for all my money, this here is the game of the week. I don't know how much energy I'll have left after I'm yelling and screaming at the TV for three, three and a half hours and then take a deep breath, have a slice of pizza, and then turn around and got to sit and watch 6-0 and versus 6-0. and We got to sit and watch the Green Bay Packers led by Aaron Rodgers with one Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos led by the legend and first ballot Hall of Famer Peyton Manning and his one Super Bowl. I mean... Sunday night football. This, this, you, this is what this is what football is all about right here. Loyalties aside, to everyone wanting to watch their own teams, K Star wants to watch his Steelers. That's gonna be a hell of a game. Me and JB gonna watch our Cowboys. We expect that to be a hell of a game. You know, we talked about the Jets and the Raiders. That should be a heck of a game. You know, you did, there are matchups. The, the Dolphins going to New England. You know, Dolphins looking resurgent. That's gonna be a heck of a game. With all these games aside. Dr. Train wants to see, can his Bears come back and hold off the d- division rival Vikings and make that division a little more competitive, pe- competitive? And with all these games, ladies and gentlemen, this is the game of the season. If you can't get amped for this game, you're dead. You're dead. You have no pulse. Don't watch football. I forbid you to watch football. If this game alone doesn't get you pumped, forget all the other games. If this by it's a 6-0 versus 6-0, Green Bay, I mean, this could be. Sorry, New England, I got to be honest. This could be a Super Bowl preview. Not out, of, not out of the realm of reality. Peyton Manning has had Tom Brady's number a couple of times. So this could be a Super Bowl preview. We don't know. 6-0 against 6-0. Y'all need to get, I'm talking about, get. I'm, I'm, I remember Kings of Comedy when Steve Harvey was up there and he was kicking things over and told everybody to get up out their seats. The song was coming. That's how I feel right now. This game right here should get you. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for this game. I just got to tell you, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Dr. Train, we're going to go to you because you're the only one that has a division interest in this game. Packers, undefeated. Aaron Rodgers. Broncos, undefeated. Peyton Manning. Who you got and why? Man. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, this, is a, this is a tough one to pick. Uh, Broncos defense playing out of their mind. Aaron Rodgers making plays with former players. <laughs> Woo! It really be Green Bay's offense against Denver's uh, defense for the majority of this game. Um, for right now, because they're at home, um, because their defense is playing really well, and because I think this would be one of those times where the lack of wide receiver depth and catch up with Green Bay, I'm going to go with Denver. 
Okay. Okay. He's going with Denver. Um, K-Star. Yeah. Train. Gotta agree. Um, when I think Green Bay, as good as they are, I think of the last game against San Diego, and I don't know if anyone's paying attention, but in that second half, they had a lot of issues um, Green Bay did in terms of getting the receivers open. And this is a much better secondary. I think that the war of attrition that Green Bay has been through, um, they're, they're ultimately they're losing. And in matchups like this against an elite defense, as good as Denver's, I, I, I give the, the advantage to Denver there. So uh, I'm going to go with Denver at home as well. Okay. Two Denver's. Uh, JB. Well, uh, it's definitely going to be a great game. I'm amped up for it right now. I mean, it's like the night before Thanksgiving. I got my my steak knife and my fork. I'm ready to dig in. Uh, I agree with what everybody has said. Uh, excuse me, with what K-Star, with what you're saying, elite defense. But this is the first time that defense is playing against an elite offense. And in this particular day and age, Offense tends to shine a little bit more than defense just because of the offensive rules. Aaron Rodgers is still playing lights out, and I'm still going to ride with him, so I'm going to take the Packers. Do y'all know that Aaron Rodgers is dating Olivia Munn? Ooh. Actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All kinds see, of fine. See, everybody talk about Giselle and Tom Brady, and she's bad, but she's bony. She's supermodel bony. Olivia Munn got some meat on her bones in the right places. All that good stuff. Meat. That's what he gets to go home to. So on the case (laughs) that I like his woman better than Tom Brady's woman, call me Greg Hardy. I'm going with Tom. I'm going with um, 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 Aaron Rodgers. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I think this game is going to symbolize something. This is going to symbolize the passing of the baton. This is going to be the beginning of Aaron Rodgers staking claim as the undisputed best quarterback in the NFL. Right now, he can't do that because of this guy named Tom Brady. So right now, he can't do that. But he does have this guy who's a legend, who's who's really been Tom Brady's nemesis for years and been the yin to the yang. Really, over the years, when we've talked about Tom Brady, we've talked about Peyton Manning. But lately, Aaron Rodgers is stepping up saying, hey, look over here my way. Um, And I think this is going to be the beginning of the passing of the baton. They're going to go into Denver. They're going to win this game. Because Tom Brady, I mean, because uh, Aaron Rodgers is just that good. Peyton Manning is exceptional. Brady, I mean, I keep saying Brady. Aaron Rodgers right now is just a little bit better. Even your subcast is telling that Brady's a better player, by the way. I know we had the discussion. Nah, I keep thinking about Giselle. That's why I keep saying Tom Brady. I ain't got nothing to do with Tom Brady. You got to do with Giselle. You know, yeah, Giselle. She's just too skinny, man. That's all. You know, it's pretty, real pretty, but she's just. Ooh, I'm looking at a picture of her now. Yeah, no, girl, you need a hamburger. (laughs) She she need a burger, some ribs, or something. You know, steak, something, damn potatoes, get some carbs in you, girl, something. All right. Uh, uh, Tom's role, he reads the carbs. What's that now? 
I said, yeah, that's Tom's role. He brings the carbs, and she was doing it for a reason because she's she, – she's, yeah. yeah, give, give her some protein. Okay, and last but not least, <laughs> Indianapolis 3-4 and four at the Panthers. Listen, <laughs> anybody think Indy's got a shot? I, I don't. <laughs> Jay's still laughing over there. <laughs> you like how I slid that in under my breath, huh, JB? Hey, man, I was born at night, but not last night. I know. Anybody think the Colts got a chance against the Panthers? Not in hell. I mean, they got, <laughs> they, got, they, they got a chance, but not like a good one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, 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 for the record... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the record, I guess everyone loves loves my Cam Newton, right? Is that is that what that means? Everyone, you what guys are all on board. What the blue hell was that? Uh, that song's called Game Over. Um, let me just go you don't back. Know that? 80- huh? Nah, you don't know that song? Dude, that song kind of blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, Game Over. Um, I was like laser tag for a second. Seahawks, 82% over the Cowboys. Um, Packers, 73% over the Col- over the Broncos. Um, I so want to pick the Colts because I so think Andrew Luck is going to wake up and come out of his funk and have a big game. Um, but right now, with what I've seen from Carolina, I just don't think it's going to be Monday night. But – I reserve the right to change my mind because I just I can't buy that luck's too good to stay this bad this long and I have him as my fantasy quarterback and um he he gives me some points but not what he not what he did last year not what he was doing last year and I can't I really think his shoulders more of an issue than they're letting on um you know if you look at that team Matt Hasselbeck is 2 and 0 so that means that Andrew Luck is 1 and 4 um, I, I, if he's hurt, they need to just sit him and let him heal and give the team the hassle back. He already won two games. If he's not hurt, then look out. I think very soon he's gonna come out the box. It may maybe Monday night, but right now I I I, I got to go with with all of you and the Yahoo users. Eighty five percent Panthers over the Colts. So right now, out there, by the way, um, there you go. Fucking Cam, but hey, for everyone out there that's playing um, so bad. DFS, let me just let me just say that I really, really am big on Cam Newton and Greg Olson this week, and also Jonathan Stewart. Play your Panthers, basically. You like that? You like that? Yeah. All right, all right. Yes, I will. Like just to add on to the, what you said about. Um, them playing Hasselback, the Colts can actually afford to. That division is horrendous. So if they got anything wrong with Andrew that that may take some time to heal, and I will let it happen. They still make the playoffs. Six wins, six wins might do it in that division. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I, yeah, we all agree. 
they're in, they're in a, the yep. only division weaker than the NFC East at this point. Um, absolutely. They're like in the XFL. <laughs> did you say? Hey man, yeah. Did you say XFL? Yeah, I did. Like seven. Like he hate me and whatnot. Bro, if Rod, listen, if he hate me, is there probably the best player in the division since Andrew Luck was hurt? That's so bad, so bad. Mm-mm. Hold on. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. You said XFL. Yeah. No sense. That's what you got. Up against a machine too strong. Pretty politicians by a soul for running The, uh... Commissioner T theme song that he stole from the uh, billionaire Vince McMahon, WWE. In case y'all don't watch WWE, I watch WWE. Still, just saying. Okay, final comments, final words. We got to get out of here. We're way long. Uh, Dr. Train, any final thoughts, comments? Not much, man. Same sentiments about uh, breast cancer awareness month and um, self-checked out. I know it wasn't on last week, uh, but... The twenty second was uh national was uh Air of the Day Holiday Day in the city of Cincinnati. So that's 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 the only thing I hate about not being on week to give that shout out to them, but I still keep in touch with the family. But other than that, enjoy some football this weekend. I get a chance to see my bears and get an extra hour of sleep. That's right, yeah. that's right. All right, Train, thanks. K Star, any last words? If you could just play that Kirk Cousins clip for me one more time, that's all the words I'll have for the rest of the show. <laughs> Shit, I'll play that. Yeah, absolutely. You like that? You like that? <laughs> here's, a, here's a bonus for you, K-Star. We're going to unleash hell here. There you go. There you go. Yes. Okay, you, got, you got a bonus. There you go. JB, any final words? Yes, sir. Uh... Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming to a close, but it doesn't mean that the, the fight stops. Keep on fighting. Keep on getting checked. Looking forward to, yes, that additional sleep. Looking forward to Broncos pack or Packer game. Looking forward to the Cowboy upset. They got to pull it out. Got to keep on fighting for that division lead, get that, that division title. Still in the grasp, so they got to hold on, keep on rolling. So great show. Glad to be on, and um, we'll do this again in one more week. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll be muting you now. Um, and, and you know, just real quick, guys, I say this every year. Can you believe it? We are getting into week eight. <laughs> I mean, there's 17 weeks to the game, NFL game, 16 games. Um, there are some teams that are playing their eighth game this Sunday, which means there are some teams that are hitting the midpoint of their season. Uh, football is going to be gone before you know it. Enjoy the game. You know, enjoy all your games, and you know, because it ain't gonna be here long. Halloween is coming up this weekend. Hey, enjoy your candy. Make sure your kids are safe, your families are safe. Enjoy your candy and fall back. So that means you get extra hour sleep this weekend. And most importantly, enjoy football. Get amped for the games. And listen, if you're listening, I want to thank the caller earlier on. Uh, a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and you know, clearly him and K Star are separated at birth, and probably twin brothers. You know, something of that nature. So that's cool. Um, but that said, 
we like more calls like that. So, hey, if you're listening on the podcast, we're going to be here every week, Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, East Coast, 6 o'clock, West Coast time. Go on our Facebook page. Send us a tweet. You know, sh- you know, contact with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Any suggestions you have to make it better, hey, we'll be more than happy to uh, listen. So to uh, JB, for JB, for K-Star, And for the one and only Dr. Train, this is Commissioner T. And like I said, here on the Madden Voice, remember, all feuds are settled on the field. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.